It's Bernie and Sid in the morning on the world famous. Top Radio 77, WABC. New York City girl, I like this. Tuesday morning, everybody, 6.07 in the big city, the Red Apple. Bernie and Sid are back with you. We're here all the time because we love you. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Two great guests coming up on this program today. But I do want to spend the first segment doing something I very rarely do, Bernie. Very rarely do, and that is talk about myself. What? Hello. Robin? Hello. Good morning, first of all. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Sydney. How the hell are you? I'm great. Last time I saw you, before I get to my, myself, my story here. Oh, yeah. Last time I saw you, you were standing on the line downstairs in the pharmacy, Dwayne <laughs> Reed, and uh, with your knife and uh, all down. And I walked out of here just so you know, and Curtis Sleva said, I saw your boy Lawrence of Arabia downstairs. Called you Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. And then I saw you after I got past the escalator. 25 homeless, stinking, low-life degenerates, and got downstairs. I saw you. My son calls me uh, Blue-Eyed Isis. <laughs> you kind of look like that. Uh, Bernie Taliban. There you go. But you did. Uh, you were trying to convince me to bring a weapon to, uh, to work every single day. So. I was, look, yesterday, I, unlike any other day previously, it was uh, particularly uh, dangerous. Gross. Particularly, yeah, gross, dirty, filthy, sleazy. Seedy doesn't even cover it. This is so perfect. And just filled with... Uh, the the most the most menacing looking vile, uh, vile gross. stinky smelly yeah. Yeah, that's right. angry nasty looking uh, people. This is perfect. So this is the story I want to get to. You were there in two thousand five. You and I were actually great together on the IMA show. Two thousand five. When I said something, I'm not going to repeat it. It was very insensitive. Quite frankly, I deserved to get fired, and I got fired, and I had to leave. New York. I actually lived in New Jersey at the time, in Tenafly, New Jersey. We were working at Astoria, Queens. I got fired. It was 2005, and I had to leave. Ava was a baby. She was 18 months old. Gabe wasn't born yet. I needed a job. So after one week, we packed up the car, Danielle and I, put Ava in the car with our dog, Lucy, who has since passed away, and drove down to Florida. Can you just picture the Rosenbergs looking like the Jode family? Heading out west on Route 66? Kind of like that, except this was a really depressing ride because... We were about to lose our house in New Jersey. Yeah, well, theirs wasn't exactly joyful. No, I know. I you're right. You. <laughs> you're right now that you say that. But I, I never had a job set up. I have a friend yeah. named Stu Gatz who happens to be Dan Lebitard's co-host. And by the way, it's, it's, it's okay to make a little light of it now, but it was no, nothing funny at the time. No, it was brutal. I got to tell you. No, you remember. It was, I, it was I know brutal. That. I know. Danielle it was, was, it was uh, ready, she was ready to leave, and then the, 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 Ava was 18 months. And I had the promise of Stu Gatz, Dan Lebitard's co-host, when I got to Florida, he'd have a job waiting for me, but he couldn't tell me when, what how much I was going to make. And we were moving down to Florida to live with Danielle's cousin in Boca Raton. We had nowhere to live. It was really, really bad. So I get down there, and uh, somehow or another, as I've done my whole career, I figure it out. Now, I worked at three different radio stations, three, over 11 years during that span. I started at 790 The Ticket with a guy like Dan Levitard, went to 560 WQIM, and eventually ended up in Pompano Beach at 640 Sports. And that was the job that propelled me to get the job here in New York, where you would come on all the time. I recall, yes, when you were uh, the Wild West of radio. Right, let me curse on the air, all that type of stuff. Crazy. But for 11 years, Bernie, all I did in South Florida 
basically was bitch and complain about how the fans down there was all sports talk radio, folks. There was no politics and it was I added that later. How the fans down there are terrible, how it's really a transient community, how I miss the passion and the religion of the sports of New York. I miss the people of New York. I mean in Florida, by four o'clock in the afternoon you're down to one conversation. One. We eating tonight. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's no real conversations in Florida. Snooze. Exactly. I'm like, I got to get back to New York. And I would bitch every day. And I would get tons of emails and phone calls and go, hey, Sid, I-95 North is six miles away. Get your ass on I-95 and do us all a favor. Take your big mouth Jewish New York attitude and get the F out of here. Every day. I swear to God, Burn. Every day. Sound like a good time. (laughs) So here I I was begging God, please. So let me preface this by saying this is the best job I've ever had. I hope I have this job forever, and it's mostly because of you, to be honest, Bernie, because you're the greatest co-host ever. So I love this job, and I love working with you, but I, I was begging to get me back to New York. Get me back to New York, please. So for 11 years, I, in fact, at one point, Danielle said to me, if I'm going to die down here, it was like five or six years ago, she goes, it's not going to happen. I'm going to kill you first. Find a way to get back to New York. Get those emerald shoes off the, wick, <laughs> off the Wicked Witch. And click your heels three click times. Click your heels, buddy. So there it is. It happens. Bernie McGurk and I get into this conversation. I beg Craig Schwab. I send him a, actually a threatening email to put me on the air with Bernie. Well, Bernie, Bernie me. thought it was hilarious. There was a lot going on on this end as well. I know. I know. Believe me. So we make this happen, okay? A lot and of lobbying. After three stations, 11 years, where I was told time and time again, you'll never get back to New York. Your career is basically over. Just go to the beach and talk about the Dolphins and shut your mouth. I get a job back in New York. York City four years ago okay now I'm back in New York for four years and again let me preface this by saying I love you I love this job I love this station I gotta get out of here <laughs> <laughs> gotta get back to Florida I, I don't even know if it's Florida I, I, I hate this city yeah and part of it is really it, 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 it I realized this during this crisis now, I always knew Bill de Blasio was an a-hole and a moron but Never really bothered me as much as it is right now. And I always knew that Governor Cuomo was a horrible person. Horrible person. Never really bothered me as it, as it does now. When I see the governor of Ohio, for example, on Fox News yesterday, stating the importance of reopening some of his state because people are dying. They're dying. And then I look at the New York Post this morning, and 89% of the a-holes that live in this state agree with Governor Cuomo pausing, pausing the economy past May 15th. I got to get out of here. 89%. Yes. That's uh, disparity. Don't you think? You idiots. I got to get out of here. But I don't believe it either. I mean, the first, like this weekend, for example, you're going to see these people uh, flood out of their homes. Yeah, because the weather's going to be nice. Yeah, I just don't believe it. But they don't want to go to work. They don't want to go to work. They don't want stuff opening up. I'm telling you, there are more folks that want to admit that are collecting their 1000 bucks a week, some very few getting their stimulus checks, hanging out at home, getting fat, and they are enjoying this time. I'm telling you that's the case. Uh, also, New York was hit the hardest. So uh, we would have a higher number than others, perhaps, in polls like that, because a lot of people have died. I mean, obviously, we were, uh, we were higher than some other countries, not per capita. But uh, in absolute numbers. So maybe you would expect it to be. But 89% seems unusual. Maybe it's 86. You got the post right there. Uh, Page three has the numbers of folks that agree with the pause. He did say yesterday. In fact, let me get to that here. Cuomo said yesterday that uh, most of the state, most of the state, he's going to extend the May 15th deadline to June. 
Here is Mayor Cuomo yesterday with more, as you would say, Bernie, dispiriting information. We're going to turn the valve on reopening, turn it a little bit, start to reopen, and then you watch the dials. I will extend them in many parts of the state, uh, but in some parts of the state, some regions, you could make the case that we should unpause on May 15th. But you have to be smart about it. We all have to be smart about it. I did call him a mayor. It's Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, now we've been talking about this, too. A lot of the governors here in the Northeast are really taking Cuomo's lead. Ned Lamont in Connecticut, basically. But the guy that really, I made the comparison yesterday, Chris uh, Martin of Coldplay, he just wants to be Bono. Same thing with, uh, with uh, Phil Murphy in New Jersey. He just wants to be Cuomo. He almost said exactly the same thing that Cuomo said yesterday during his stupid briefing in New Jersey. Here's their governor. Let me repeat a basic truth. Until we give the public, until we give you all confidence that, they, that you should not be fearful, we cannot take further steps. A plan that is needlessly rushed is a plan that will needlessly fail. Well, the stat that you cited was 87% till at least May 15th. Right. So, uh, I mean, May 15th is the cutoff. It's the number that's out there now. Well, he, just, say, well, he did say yesterday he's going to extend that. So. Well, this is this, but this poll says till at least May 15th, and right. I guess it means possibly beyond. But right. I, would say, I would ask them again, look, uh, would you be open? Ask the question in, in a different way. Would you be open to the possibility of starting to reopen on May 15th, slowly but surely. Doesn't look, look, look at those other questions. It all seems that the numbers are so high in favor of, of slowing yeah, everything yeah. down. 69% with widespread testing. Look, right. they're, they're, they're reflecting what you, the propaganda being spewed out by the fake news media, the people who want to slow roll this open. But this is the New York Post. I mean, this is not the New York Daily News. I know, but they're polling people out there who are watching uh, Bill Ritter on Channel 7. I know. And Anderson Cooper. So I I got to get out of here. New York, we've used it up, Bern. You and I need to start doing this show from Carmel, California, or West (laughs) Palm Beach. You want to go to Vermont with crazy Bernie Sanders? That's fine. But New York, the way you just described at the very top of this segment, what Penn Station looked like yesterday, and you're right, I'm on the subway every single day. I see homeless people still. My, my, my area, the Upper West Side, I spend a lot of money. It costs me a lot of money to live there, a ton of money. Now, with all the people off the street, who's left on the street? The same folks you're seeing down at Penn Station. I got to spend and, that and, amount and, of money a month to look at those types and, of people? And more. Yes. I mean, and, and, but to that, and more me, meaning the inmates that they released from Rikers Island, 1,500 of them. But uh, to that point, 52%, 52% oppose releasing prison inmates. Only 52%? Who have pre-existing conditions. But the good news is, <laughs> it it's, ab- the good news is it's above 50%, <laughs> I guess, in oh, this crazy on, town. Burn. I know. That's it. 52%. What's wrong with these people? I mean, if you read that, what page is that? Page 3 of the New York Post? Yeah. This is exactly why I feel the way I do today. Above and beyond what you and I already know about this city and this state, we covered every day four hours for four years. There's a, uh, a video up at NewYorkPost.com where a transit worker uh, on the number two train videotapes the cars from first car to the tenth car. Nothing but bums and uh, vagrants and, and low lives and menacing looking uh, 
characters on, on the subway, some woman, she's like five feet tall, and she's afraid to confront them because she's so small. Plus that uh, woman where I was checking out at uh, Dwayne Reed yesterday morning. No, the morning, lady, the, the cashier. Saw, the cashier. She, she felt, I said, I felt sorry for her. I said, how you doing? I said, uh, it must be, you must feel dangerous down here. Must no. must feel unsafe. No. She says, yes, yes, I feel unsafe. She says, you know, my husband, my husband's friend, he was on the subway, he's going to work, uh, going home from work the other day. And she goes, she says, seven black guys, they start kicking him. And uh, he goes home, he goes to sleep. And then uh, he died because from internal bleeding. He didn't know he had internal bleeding. She's wearing a mask. She's telling me. She's like a lady from uh, Indonesia. You know, she told, when I got downstairs, she told me the same I thing. Be, we, I, I know, it's terrible. It was ter- awful. Terrible. But it, it is, that's what we've got here right now. So instead of, you know, really, really putting together a path, for not this... This trace uh, testing, not this uh, widespread right. testing. You, you ever hear of sample testing? That's what they do with polls, of all right, course. folks? You, of course. You sample test your poll and you extrapolate. The, the, don't, don't give me this. You've got to test every single individual in the country. Well, that's what they were saying yesterday. So now he's going to extend May 15th to June the 1st, except for a couple of counties in upstate New York. And there's no reason for any, any real logical person to believe that June 1st is going to be any better based upon what they're talking about, which is widespread spread testing, the trace stuff. This takes weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So they're basically telling you, no matter how many times he smiles and how many women inbox his direct message, they're basically telling you again yesterday, your summer is shot. It's over. Uh, Pretty much that's what they're saying. Uh, Look, people have got to, uh, people like you, me, and others have got to step up, step out, and defy some of these orders. I mean, there is a guy. To, right? There is a guy up on Madison Avenue. In fact, uh, we'll get to him coming up in the next break. He just opened his store. He said, "Screw you! Do whatever you want to me. I'm opening my store." Is that right? Yeah. What kind of store does he have? It's a uh, believe it or not, it's a uh, it's a, a fashion boutique. Really? But he's a tough uh, a guy. He's a World War II. He's not a World War II. He's an Army veteran. I'll play some tape for you. Listen to this guy. You're going to like what I'm he I'm going has. to a store today, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Two great guests today. We really want to hear from you folks. Again, yesterday, Monday, new week, and these governors and mayors giving us no reason to believe we're going to enjoy ourselves in this city and in this state, in the whole tri-state, anytime soon. What do you guys think? We're coming right back. Just a cool dude in a loose mood. And I might say, hey, but you shouldn't worry about what they say, because they got nothing on you, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Nothing on That's you. right. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. Uh, yeah, they're slow rolling this uh, opening here in New York, and apparently, according to this poll, the New Yorkers are down with it. They're all down with it. It's, uh, it's outrageous. I, I listen, mean, I tell you, I get, people are robots. I get beat up every day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you and Bernie? People are going to die. More people are going to die. When all of a sudden did business become more important than lives? Like Lisa Olson, the New York Daily News writer. Shut up, you How's dummy. That? that is ignorant. That's stupid. It's ignorant. It's, it goes against the science. It got, these people are anti-science. They don't understand that if you don't open up, more people are going to die because of that. And... The fact that more people are getting infected means we can have herd immunity kick in sooner uh, if we allow people to go back to work and protect the vulnerable. That's what the science is telling us. That's science. Now, as far as this guy was talking about, this tailor, he's got a store up 72nd and uh, Lexington Avenue. His name is Elliot Rabin. 
His store is called Peter Elliott. It's an Upper East Side boutique. Very nice. He wasn't supposed to open because, uh, you know, they told him you're not non-essential business. Right. He says, I'm essential to my employees. Anyway, he opened well, up. He's also essential to his wife and his kids. And all of a sudden now, we've deemed people non-essential. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, listen to this guy. This guy's great. He's 78 years old. He's an Army veteran. And uh, he's been there since 1977. He opened up yesterday. He said, the hell with you. Listen to him. I did not want anyone to dictate to me and destroy the soul of my business, which is 43 years old. And when I see that liquor stores are an essential business, well, I find that ludicrous. I find that liquor stores can be, frankly, existentially dangerous. So I open with the idea that I want to protect my people, protect my country. And I'm not going to allow someone to dictate to me with something they'd have no idea. I don't find myself being brave. I find myself being reasonable. They looked at me. They said, you're a veteran. I said, yes, I am. I said, thank you for your service. I said, thank you for your service. I am open to clean my store, clean my inventory. And if people want to walk in, they're allowed to walk in. I am not forcing them in. I am not a hairdresser where I'm close. I'm not a manicurist. I'm not a barber. I'm a retail store. And I'm open to the public. And if they want to walk in, I'm not going to stop them from walking in. If they want to buy, I'm not going to stop them. We've maintained our distance. And we've, avoid, we've obeyed every single rule. But I feel... This country is being dictated to unnecessarily. The people are smart enough to be safe. He can open his store. People can wear masks. People can stay away from each other, just like they do in every other store. Start to open up. This guy was dying. He had to lay off half of his employees. He's paying uh, the other half. He's, he got two of them at, at the shop yesterday. Good for uh, this guy, uh, Elliot Rabin. Up on uh, 72nd Street and Lexington Avenue. Well, we need more. Like you said, Bernie, you know, not to go out there and break the law and defy the rules just to be rebels. But we need more of that type of stuff. Right. We well, need people to fight back. We the, do. I mean, it's enough already that they are infringing on your constitutional rights. They really have no right to do this, de Blasio, Cuomo, and the rest of these folks. People are not dying like they're telling you they're dying. The hospitals, hey, listen, here's the other thing. When I see the cover of the New York Post, it breaks my heart. This uh, medical doctor, a Columbia Presbyterian, 40-something years old, this uh, Lenore L- Breen, Lorna Lorne Breen, Breen yeah. and some other kid, 23-year-old Mandela, killed themselves. Uh, again, it, maybe I'm just a real cynical person. If you really expect me to believe that this lady killed herself because times have been rough over the COVID, then you may as well try to sell me a bridge. You're going to find out this uh, lady had other depression issues uh, or a boyfriend uh, that left her. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying it. I'm look. sorry. Either, she was traumatized. She was watching people die by oh, the dozens. Right. I mean, it was, you, you can't imagine what it was like in these emergency rooms. And she was treating them. She was, she was watching people that she cared for die. Once they go into her care, they start caring for them. So. I don't buy it. Uh, just like the lady who killed herself because of the eye thing was bothering her, and you found out, well, not really. Her boyfriend was leaving her, and they I tried mean, to make I, the I, eye I, thing out I, of that. I, I just would, I would take them at their word. Her father was a no, doctor. Her father said well, she, she didn't tell you why she killed herself. No, the doctor, <laughs> her father, who is a physician as well, he says that she had no emotional problems whatsoever. This is the the first time she ever exhibited any kind of behavior like that, and it was the worst, obviously, at this point. But either way, whatever. That's terrible. That's, that's more, horrible. That's more that, propaganda. But, but, but than here you're going to have that kind of thing happen in, amongst normal citizens. Uh, you're going to have more suicides just like that because businesses are dead. Businesses are dying because people are dying because the economy is collapsing. Society is collapsing. It's depressing. And you're going to see more suicides like that, sadly, if we continue the way we're going. That's, that's the upshot. Move.
I don't know why I'm in the Bruno Mars mood this morning. I'm actually in a pretty good mood. I mean, I hate New York and I hate the politicians and the people are a bunch of morons. They really are. Couldn't wait to get back here and I can't wait to leave. But, um, but I'm in a good mood this morning. And I think Claudia is too, Bernard. Let's go to Claudia in Westchester. She's on line six. Good morning, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm so good. I really can't even believe I got through to you guys. Claudia! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Uh, listen, I know you're a nurse. Uh, we got to thank you for what you do. God bless. Be safe. Please. You guys are wonderful. Oh, my God. I am not a hero. I appreciate everybody thinking that I am, but I have been doing this job that I love for 30 years, and I do the same thing every day, regardless of what emergency or pandemic or health crisis there is. Yeah, no, you nurses are saints. You really are un- unsung heroes in normal times. I've I've said that forever. My sister was a nurse. Uh, My late sister was a uh, a registered nurse, oncologist, oncology uh, nurse. So uh, I know what I, you guys do. Oh my God! And I and I and I and I love that you say that. People just need to use common sense. I think that these dope ass politicians. I'm sorry if I cursed. Have put such fear in people that they're just not even going to know how to function. Well, they're not, listen, they're not paying attention. And again, Claudia, thank you. Have a great day. You are a hero. Thank you so much. They're not paying attention. They, they, they watch these silly conferences, so they think they're up on everything. Oh, I watched Cuomo today. I watched, you know, Phil Murphy today. I watched Bill de Blasio today. But they're not looking into the real numbers. They're not looking into what's really going on. And they're buying in very, very quickly. And it is very, very sad. Bill is in Pennsylvania. He's on line one this morning. Good morning, Billy. Hey, good morning, guys. Just want to say good job. I really appreciate how you guys, you know, put your heart on your sleeve, and you really, you're very personable. So that's why I'm, I'm calling in, because Thank you. I feel your pain. Thank you. I, I have a, a really good elevator career for over 38 years. Most of my career was in the city, in the five boroughs. For the last 10 years, I was able to get a transfer into New Jersey. They gave me a company car, gas card, and it, it's so much better. Oh, so sweet. I, I really, the city, the city has just gone down. I would never want to go back there. I'm in Pennsylvania. Thank God I have a company vehicle right now. I wouldn't want to commute. If I had to go on a bus to go to work, you got to be kidding me. No way. This, is, this has changed our life forever. Well, that may be the case, you know, and you're right. The bus, the trains, which I'm on every single day. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to change for the, for the good or, or for the worse. I, I don't know. I just know that this city is, is in a lot of trouble. And it's very nice that these guys sit up there every single day and they... You know, they're all upset and, and about the sick and the dying, and it looks very, very honorable. It really does. It looks very, very nice. And what they don't understand is is that there are other healthy people, healthy people that are dying that don't have the virus. They just yeah. don't get it. How could they not get it? How could that? Well, I mean, they're really, I mean, they have basic intelligence. Anybody with a fundamental, uh, you know, intellectual ability, capability, Gets it, but uh, they, they're willfully ignorant is what it is. There's something else going on. Look, 66% of city voters, 66% of city voters approve of Mayor de Blasio's handling of the yeah, pandemic. That's unbelievable. Are you kidding me? He's been horrendous. I mean, you can make the argument as bad as Cuomo's been, and he's been, the last couple of weeks, he's really shown his, his, real, his real him. Uh, but you can make the argument he's been 10 times as good as de Blasio. So if de Blasio's at 66%, they must think 99% Cuomo's doing a great job. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's unreal. These are really, really uh, common denominator nitwit morons that <laughs> live and vote in in this city. Hey, I had a friend who was uh, worked in elevators and he he walked into an elevator at one point, but 
there was no elevator. Oh God! And that's how he that's how he ended that's his how he life. Died. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty horrible. That's huh? pretty bad. Yeah, that was a while ago, but uh, that's horrible. Horrible. Here's a Mike and Yonkers. Watch your step. <laughs> Mike and Yonkers online too. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, guys. Um, you know the ramifications of. of Shutting down our society is going to go on for years and years. They don't understand. This is all borrowed money that they're giving out. This is this is going to destroy our country. I agree with you guys. Yeah. Well, listen. What they're afraid of is uh, this V-shaped recovery that the president and others have talked about. Remember, the saving grace is that we went into this uh, voluntary shutdown with one of the strongest economies in the history of civilization. We went into it very, very strong, and so they're predicting a V-shaped recovery. And that's why these guys are slow rolling the, the uh, reopenings, because they don't want that. They want some permanent damage so it reflects poorly on the president in November. This is, what, this is the bottom line, what they're looking for. I mean, it, it falls on party lines. A lot, of people, a lot of people know, first of all, with these antibody tests, yeah. that more, way more people have been infected than originally thought. Millions. And Probably which, millions. Yes, and which is the only way you're ever going to get really get rid of this virus is through this herd immunity thing. That's it. Kids, young people, uh, they can handle this disease. Put them out there. Get over it. They, That's they'll it. get it, they get over it, and they stop the spreading of the infection. That's how it ends. That's it. You keep the, the vulnerable at home, and if they do wander out and get sick... That's on them. That's on them. Right. But, but to keep everybody inside is, is slowing down the process of healing. Completely. It's, it's the complete opposite yeah. of what you, they want to do, these you, idiots. You, 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 two ways to, uh, re, re, to, to achieve herd immunity, vaccination or uh, a, a smart reopening. And the, the smart reopening is the only way because the vaccination, we may never, ever get a vaccination. And they need to do it now because, again, the virus doesn't do well in warm weather. I, I don't know if it kills it or not. There's some science that says it does, it doesn't. But I think everybody would agree it doesn't do as well in warm weather as it does in colder weather. So why wait till the fall? If you're going to reopen, do it now when the hot weather is on its way. Do it now. when the, the, we Look, the, the, we slowed the spread. Uh, I said it a million times flatten the curve uh the hospitals were not overwhelmed we, we were giving away ventilators with the sent the, the hospital ship is sailing back to a, a, a virginia the javits center is closing down it's time that's what we wanted that's what we were worried about these the hospital system being in fact to the contrary hospitals are closing yes across the state because of these uh, stupid policies of no elective surgeries etc cetera, etc cetera. right right so it's t- it's time it to reopen time. everything uh, everything carol is uh, in the great state of new jersey she's online one this morning good morning carol good morning guys i love you i listen to you every day you thank make my day thank you, sir. I, just, thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to say I hear a lot of this second wave around November, around, you know, and I'm thinking, why are they saying this? Why are they scaring people? And it's really around the election. So they want people to stay home or, or vote by mail or not vote at all. And this is what I have. You know, I'm thinking about this. It's not going to work, though. I know they, they did cancel the primary, which is stupid anyway, because last I checked, Joe Biden is running well, against himself. Except Bernie's <laughs> furious because oh, he, he wanted the delegates. I understand. But and he's now, he's, he's he dropped out. He dropped out. No, no well, no, no. He would have gotten he would have been yeah, on the ballot no, and he would have gotten the delegates and he might have won New York. Maybe. I, listen, I'm, I'm all I don't for think so. closing the stupid primary. Biden's got it in the bag. That's it. It's done. Uh, Bernie just wants it because uh, for leverage. I sake. know, but because he not, wants he, to make uh, Biden more he, socialist. He wouldn't, have won, he wouldn't have won New York. Biden's beating him in every state now for weeks and weeks and weeks. He's kicking his ass. And Donald Trump is not going to allow this uh, election not to take place in November. It's going to happen. 
I'm sorry. If, if you folks out there think that you're going to delay the election and, and all that type of nonsense, there's going to be an election come November. Yeah, but they're going to try to do, like she said, uh, Carol did, voter uh, uh, mail-in votes, which oh, is see. fraught, fraught with fraud. We'll see what states have to do that and what don't. It's not going to be, that's not going to be widespread. I hope it's not widespread. Most of the states will be open by then, you would think. We got like twenty states about to reopen now. You would hope, but the way they're talking, you know, know, the way they're slow rolling this whole thing. Yeah. This, this is what they have in mind. This is their overarching goal. We got got to get rid of that bad orange guy, mm. who uh, essentially saved this country's economy, crushed ISIS, made the best decision of the whole pandemic, <laughs> which was to cancel travel from China. We got to get rid of him. Well, it's funny you say that because they are blaming him now for this economy. They say he killed it. Forget about China because the testing all that nonsense in February basically took the month off. So all the good things you just said about him, they've got their side of the story to to knock down every single one. I don't have... Every one. I know what the fake news is saying and it's all fake. Lewis in Connecticut, Bernard. He's on line six this morning. Good morning, Lewis. Hey, guys. Listen, uh, before I... I'm about to get on my Peloton, Sid. I love it. I listen to you guys. I don't watch those knucklehead instructors. I listen to you guys. What do you think of the Peloton? Uh, My wife got it last week. She loves it. I love it. It's changed our whole families. I mean, really, I've lost 10 pounds. I'm in better shape than that. My man. But uh, (laughs) I got a Christmas. It was a gift to the two of us. Anyway, listen, Bernie, I'm sure you heard him, Dr. Erickson uh, in California. He gave a press conference. It's on the YouTube. As a matter of fact, Lou, I'm going to get to that in the next segment. Go ahead. They took it. They took yeah, it no. off YouTube last night. By the way, go ahead. No, they did not. Yes, they did. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you think there's not a conspiracy? I'm sorry, but when you hear stuff like that, when they go and you know, they they want it's it's Big Brother. You know, I yeah. mean, it really is. It's Orwellian. It's scaring me when they take stuff down. It's supposed to be an open platform. Anyway, but like you said, Dr. Er- like I said, Dr. Erickson, he dis- basically goes out there. He's an ER doctor. He tells it like it is from his perspective, from, from what he's seen. And he's not Dr. Fauci. He's not a politician. He's really, you know, and, and Bernie, you're going to get to it. So I'll let you, you handle it much better than I do. Well, so. if we have it here, we could play it if you like. Uh, do we have this? I don't think we do. Thank you. Yes, uh, we do. Oh, we do. It's, it's play Erickson won. And this is on him uh, uh, imploring the California governor, or at least laying out stats as to why California, at the very least, should reopen. I mean, it's ridiculous. Listen to him. We've seen 1,227 deaths in the state of California with a possible uh, incidence or prevalence of 4.7 million. That means you have a 0.03 chance of dying from COVID-19 in the state of California. 0.03 chance of dying from COVID in the state of California. Is that, does that necessitate sheltering in place? No. Does that necessitate shutting down medical systems? No. Does that necessitate people being out of work? No. And and of course he expounds on it, but no, the obvious answer is no. no. Now, and he explains again, herd immunity. Herd immunity is the only way right. we're going to get rid of it. Gotcha. That or a vac- vaccine. Vaccine's and a vaccine might not ever happen. Right. Can't do, you got to get people outside, get them exposed to this thing, and everybody Ex- will either... Kids in particular, right, do, it fine. does not affect kids whatsoever. No. 132 kids have died from the regular flu. Three kids have died from coronavirus so far. So which is more dangerous? But anyway, listen to him explain herd immunity. So how do you get to herd immunity? You do it by the virus spreading throughout the community. Once it hits 70 or 80 percent, the virus has nowhere else to go and it burns out. So you can do it that way or you can get a vaccine. But as you know, we have a vaccine for flu. Every year, 
we watched the flu come in, and it, it, it causes about 60,000 deaths in 2017, about 45 million cases, and we have a vaccine. However, per the CDC website, this vaccine is often doesn't match the virus very well. And so it, per their website, it has little or no effect. So I think the, the key is vaccine helps you get to herd immunity, but it, it also you can get to herd immunity without a vaccine. Yeah, have it. Okay, we've got a full board of calls Just like here. Sweden is trying to do right, it, we got and is close to doing it. Oh, yeah. The Will Guns and Roses at 6.57 on your Tuesday morning. A couple of notes. You know, the NBA will not open their practice facilities, facilities, I should say now, to May 8th. They uh, extended that from May 1 to May 8th, but there seems to be a plan for the NBA to return, and Major League Baseball is going to meet, I guess, uh, May 1st. Maybe May 15th, I forget, to talk about their plan to return. And according to the commissioner, Rob Manfred, there will be baseball at some point in 2020. And you're really hearing the same thing. It seems like it'll be an 80 to 100 game season. It'll start later in the summer. It will go all the way into the fall. Like I said last week, you may wake up Thanksgiving morning this year, have your regular three NFL football games and, and, and Major League Baseball playoff games. Now, they'll be in a warm weather site, Miami, Phoenix, a place like that, not in the Bronx. Uh, but they're going to play baseball at some point, and uh, it may even last through November, maybe even into December. And one last thing, Bernie, I know you told me about the, the Ricky Gervais series. After you told me that, like 100 people said, you got to watch it. Afterlife. People love it like you do. But I'm still knee-deep in the morning show on Apple TV and now, if for people that watch it, I'm at the point where they hired Reese Witherspoon, a.k.a. Bradley Jackson, to be Jennifer Aniston's co-host. Because the, initial, the, the original co-host, Steve Carell, this is Matt Lauer. He get, the beginning of the show, he gets fired for, you know, sexual blah, blah, blah. He is so good in this role, Steve Carell. It's exactly Matt Lauer. I mean, down to where his homes are, how much money he's making, you know, how pissed off he right. is. So Aniston needs a co-host, and she hires this spitfire out of, like, you know, West Virginia, Reese Witherspoon. And I'm at the point now where they just hired her. I'm telling you, Bernard, it is captivating television. And the relationship between the guy who runs the station, the guy who owns the station, the guy who kind of runs the show like a program director is so eerily reminiscent to some of the conversations you and I have had with our superiors over the last 20 years. I know it's TV, not radio, it, it's but it's v- the same thing. It's very relevant yes. to the times, uh, I guess, I heard. Uh, again, Jill, Jill was all over it uh, a couple of months ago. I just ignored it. I, I do know that uh, it's, it's, ba- great. it's based on, uh, on a book that uh, this uh, fat meatball from fake news wrote. Brian Stelter. Yeah. yeah. He's actually one of the one of the consultants, and I saw and, that, and that in the credits, and I got so aggravated. That makes me averse to actually uh, uh, tuning in. I know. Listen, I, I didn't know that. I watched it, and then I saw the credits at the end. I go, Brian Epping Stelter? It's, it's this little skunk. And his, his wife, she's on New York One, Jamie. But I'm telling you, it's a great show. It's, a, it's not I, good. I it's believe. great. I believe. So all the things you like, you know? You got, yeah. you got a couple of uh, good-looking ladies, and you got... You know, you got uh, strife and you got... Uh, you know, I'm sure. I, I believe you. And one of these days I'll get to it. But uh, after life with Ricky Gervais I'm going to well. check that out next. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. An exciting 7 o'clock hour about to come your way. Bodita will be here. And uh, all the news that uh, you need to know. This is my heartbeat song and I'm going to play it. Been so long I forgot how to turn it. Up, 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 up all night long. Well, up, up, up all night long. 
back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Day 41 of the shutdown. And uh, well, it's actually day 43. Excuse me, folks. But uh, the, end is, uh, the end is near. I think we're more than halfway there at this point. What are you talking about? Based on what? In Based- this city, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Generally no, speaking, no, no, no. generally speaking, no. I would say I don't see another forty-three days of, of oh, this. I do. Of this, yeah, at least uh, thirty. I would say, sure, another month. Okay, well then uh, we're it's more than halfway to... through. <laughs> I don't know. Man. The math is, is is exactly what I just said. So anyway, mm. keep hope alive. Kelly Clarkson's very upbeat. I'm upbeat. Kelly Clarkson. And here's the good news. She lives in Tennessee. Your boy uh, De Blasio. He went strolling through Prospect Park. On Sunday, he took four SUVs from Gracie Mansion, went out to Prospect Park, and some Bernie bro actually caught him and starts heckling him and uh, the thief, Sherlane, the racist thief, his wife. Uh, They're strolling around, and, uh, well, Big Bill didn't like it. Bolshevik Bill did not like it. Take a listen. Seriously, you guys have a park. You live in the middle of a park. You don't need to not essentially travel to Brooklyn. Come on, guys. Give it a break. Come on, you won't even open roads for people of all backgrounds. I'm not going to give it a break. Like this, this is selfish behavior. This is so terribly selfish. You call yourself a progressive, but you chauffeur yourself to Brooklyn. You force people to drive you. This is the epitome of non-essential travel. You so exactly right. But still, 66% approve of uh, Bill de Blasio's handling of the pandemic crisis inexplicably, according to a poll in the New York Post. What, what is the so sample number guy. there? They have a sample number in the New York Post, uh, the, the amount of people they actually talk to. I'm just curious because the numbers are, are in huge favor of both de Blasio and Cuomo, and I think they're both doing a terrible yeah. job. Did they, did, did they make their way to Staten Island at all? <laughs> I mean, you know, they probably left out the whole of Staten Island, which uh, skews the poll. Uh, in in, in a, a favorable direction to Cuomo and de Blasio. I would imagine. I don't know what the... the no, no, they don't like Cuomo and de Blasio in Staten Island. I know, the, but, but, but if you don't interview oh, them right, for the poll, then, it right. would skew the poll in favor of right, the uh, right. t- uh, two uh, fascist creeps. But they don't have any, any sample numbers there? I, I mean, 67% could be three people. Two out of three is 67%. Yeah. They, no, they don't mention how many people that yeah. they uh, interviewed. Because it's a very depressing column. If they, I mean, again, if that's the people we're living amongst... We already know they're stupid based upon who they elect. Oh, 803 registered voters. Oh, 803. 803. Okay. Very good. That's right. Uh, 803 uh, throughout the city. But uh, again, I'll bet you they didn't go to Staten Island or Far Rockaway or uh, Bay-, Bay Ridge or... Breezy Point. Yeah. Where all the cops and firemen live, the, you know, uh, yeah. Bell Harbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I hear what you're hum- Yeah. Where'd they go? They went to Dumbo. Bayside. They went to the Upper West Side, the Upper East Side. Yeah. Harlem. You know, Harlem. Very good. Uh, where else are we talking about? Uh, we uh, mentioned Brooklyn. The we mentioned- Bronx. What part of the Bronx are they stupid? All of it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not stupid, really. It's, not any it, stupid. None of you stupid. It's, it's ignorance. No, 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 no. If you think Bill de Blasio is doing a good job, you're stupid. It goes above and beyond ignorance. Ignorance is, that's almost like, yeah, you're not really stupid. You just don't know. If you think the mayor is doing a good job, you're stupid. You are. Well, you, you, you are stupid. Now, who's doing a good job, of course, uh, is the president of the United States. You're not going to get that in a poll in New York because uh, the fake news bleeds down to local news. But uh, I'll give you an example of why they don't want to hold briefings. The president had one last night, and he took a question. He took a couple of questions. But he's learned his lesson. He's not going to bicker with these idiots. This was some uh, airhead, some attractive airhead from New York Magazine. 
She asked the president a question, and, uh, well, he answered it in a very, very intelligent, you know, a very sober, statesmanlike fashion, which is not what she was expecting. Take a listen. If an American president loses more Americans over the course of six weeks than died in the entirety of the Vietnam War, does he deserve to be reelected? So, yeah, we've lost a lot of people, but if you look at what original projections were, 2.2 million, we're probably heading to 60,000. So, uh, no, I think we've done a great job, and one person is too many. So if the, the president of the United States loses more people in a pandemic Stupid. than we lost in the Vietnam War, should he be reelected? I mean, that's unbelievable. So Ari Fleischer writes this. It's clown questions like this that can make the briefing a waste of time. The only point of that question was to provoke, not learn anything new. Absolutely right, Ari. He goes on. Not provide information to viewers. The point was to get under Trump's skin. Good to see POTUS rose above and didn't take the bait. No, he did a good job there. So she writes back to Ari, shut the blank up. Did you curse? Yeah, shut the blank up. Hey, now. That's a pretty... Uh, that's what they pretty, do. Like the guy that the same thing in the park with me two weeks ago, last week. I told you that. You know, just uh, well, F you, a-hole. You know, the, that's, that's it. That was the end of the conversation. I never cursed once. The last refuge of a skunk with no argument is yeah. either using the race card, which she couldn't in this case. Maybe she could have used the uh, woman card, but she didn't. Or curse. Or just to say F you. Right. Now, the number is a little scary in that we were saying initially they said two million would die. That's ludicrous. Even if uh, we, you know, we stayed inside, we didn't stay inside at all, 2 million would not die. Then they said 240,000. Then they said 100,000. And now they say maybe 60,000. That's not going to be right. We're already at 56,000 dead. Yeah, the president so, said yesterday, he, yeah. he, 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 he actually said 60, 70,000. Uh, we well, may inch towards 100 still before it's said and done. Two to three or four million. Oh, there's no question. No, no question. Whatever it ends up being. It doesn't matter what it ends up being. You know, that means we have more people with comorbidities that were, were, were exposed. You got to get all the healthy people exposed. I've yes. said it before. All the young, healthy people have to get exposed. We've got to reopen. They'll get better. And then you'll have a herd immunity will kick in. That's our only chance. You have to. And, listen, and, and some people are going to die. And that doesn't make you insensitive. But a very, 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 very small number. Right. The, the, the fatality rate is uh, at, at its highest, 0.5%. 0.5. It's probably lower than that. I saw yesterday uh, Channel 7 I was watching again. I don't know why I watch it. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, I may as well just stick a gag ball in my mouth and, and crash my head into a window. But um, I was watching it, and they have one of these reporters, so they make their, their reporters wear masks. They're outside, standing outside a school, standing outside a church. They wear masks. They look like idiots. I mean, they're on for 60 seconds. Take the mask off. First or, of all— Or just pull it down right, below your chin while you're doing the right, report. Anthony Johnson talks. I don't understand a word he's saying. I mean, <laughs> right. Thank you. But that has nothing to do with the mask. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so one guy yesterday, he's not wearing a mask. And I go to my wife, I go, hey, these guys not wearing a mask. This is great. Maybe they're coming around a little bit. Bernie, the story, he does like a, a one-minute taping. He so comes back. Threw, he threw it to tape and they came back. Come back, he's wearing a big blue mask. <laughs> you idiot. And he goes, <laughs> he goes you know, I, I had the mask in my pocket. You have to understand when I did this. And he goes on. I swear, Bernie, it had to be a 45-second apology. apology. And I'm going to myself, these, these producers in his ear are going, put the damn mask on. I was so happy. I'm tired of seeing people in the street with masks. It makes me nervous. 
It makes me feel like we're never going to get out of this. You're on television for 60 seconds. You're Dave and Gettleman in your house at the NFL draft. Keep the mask off for 60 there's, seconds. There's nobody near you. Right. Nobody's got, you're not going to give it to anybody. Nobody's going to get it. You're not going to get it. Anthony is in West Babylon. Good morning to you, Anthony. Tony. Hello. Yo, Ann. Yeah. What up, Tony? Hey, now. What's going on? Hey, Wake up. Fan your Instagram. I want to tell you something right now. I love my president. I'm a small business owner. I got no PPP, so I need some OPP. Oh, you yeah, got one OPP? Right. Yeah, you know me. That's right. And Newsday got $10 million PPP. They're still in business. Yeah, they got less advertising going on right now, but... So what? Yeah, Maybe yeah. they should be last in line. There are some other big companies that got money we didn't hear about. Of course, we know Harvard. They're giving the money back. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Ruth Chris. Chris. Pot Bellies. But oh. there was another one who escapes me right now. But let's go to Joe from New Jersey. Good morning to you, Joe. You're on the Bernie and Sid show. Uh, do you mean Jerry? Yeah, that's what I mean. Jerry from New Jersey. You're on the Bernie and Sid show. Good morning, Jerry. Yeah, good morning to Bernie and Sid. I don't know. Did you hear the outrageous thing the King of O Ego said? Who's Howard that? Stern? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't he hear said, it, but I know what he said. I, I know what he said, yeah. Yeah, he said that, because uh, uh, yeah, I read it on Breitbart, that, uh, that Donald Trump, you know, one of, one of, one of these uh, rallies and all, and him and all the Trump supporters to uh, drink the bleach. Well, here it is, Joe. Here, here is uh, Howard Stern, who, by the way, happens to be good friends with Donald Trump. He, uh, he is, but uh, he did say this. Politically, they're not on the same page. Here's what he said. Hold a big rally. Say, fuck coronavirus with all of his followers and let them all hug each other and kiss each other and and, and have a big big rally big cocktail of disinfectant yeah and all take disinfectant <laughs> and all drop dead nice. how stupid nice. i mean you know i, I yeah. said before he's dead to me well, now he now he, now i hope he's he's dead and decomposing oh and, come on really yeah and 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 somebody's uh you know somebody's abusing the uh the remains Okay, I don't. I mean, that was to say that to per- oh. to perpetuate that falsehood. Yeah, he, he, I mean, this is a pandemic, a, a crisis. This is not a time for that. He's a liberal. That's what they that, do. There's no excuse. I know he's ignorant. He doesn't know anything about politics. No, he you doesn't. Can't, you can't listen to him. But he does say that. He, he'll but say, he leans, I don't really pay he, attention. He leans towards the, uh, he just reflexively leans towards the Rosie O'Donnells and the uh, lefties yeah, out there. He does. And he, you know, he's kissing uh, Hillary's ass, uh, you know, weeks after she sat next to Louis Farrakhan. It's a great he, interview. he doesn't bring it up. It's a great interview, though. And, except for the fact <laughs> that he didn't bring that up. Oh, God. I mean, come on. It's we're, Louis we're, Farrakhan. We're going we're to agree to disagree here. He's still the best ever. Even now, he's I, I, sold out. He's still the best ever. I don't care how he feels about Trump. He was, I don't care. He, was, he is great at what he did and what he does. I don't want, again, he's dead to me now. I don't tune into <laughs> he's him. He's dead to me. But uh, to, to, this perpetuating this kind of crap. Is dangerous. It's poisonous. I mean, it's, it's, we, we already got these, these mutts on CNN and MSNBC. We don't need him jump piling on like that. All right. I mean, with his army of listeners. Son of a... You know what? You're right, Bernie. I'm done with Stern. Until this afternoon at 4. Get him more, out! <laughs> more on Bernie and Sid right after this. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. Dave Mason, we just disagree. 726. You know, it's 42 degrees right now. But by 2 o'clock this afternoon, we expect to hit 65 degrees. And then we've got an unbelievably gorgeous weekend coming your way. <laughs> Temperatures <laughs> in the mid to upper 60s between Friday to Tuesday. Try to so keep us in. 
Friday, you know, King Cuomo. Right, we're going out. I mean, finally, spring is here. I mean, we're, you know, May first is Friday, and April has been a. You know, it's funny. I, I, there's a picture. And, and you got the Blue Angels tonight. Yeah, so. they're, they're going to fly over today. You know, I, there's a picture on my um, nightstand, my birthday dinner last year, and it was me and my wife and my kids, and I was really tan. Now I know the tanning salons are open, but you can see that that was a real, wasn't a fake tan. It was a real tan in and around my birthday, April the nineteenth. We've had a really lousy weather month. But that's all going to change starting today and into the weekend. So May comes, and the weather's going to be gorgeous. And I'm going to say it again. I said it on Twitter. I say it on this show. Much to the ire of many people, go outside. Don't wear a mask. I don't care what Cuomo says. I don't care who's in and around you. Suck up that vitamin D. Get that sunshine, and uh, you'll you'll feel better. It's great for your lungs and your immune system. And if a couple of kids, a couple of young people get it, uh, it will only help. Right. Uh, help get us to herd immunity a lot quicker. That's it. That's the bottom line. Joe is in Smithtown today. He's online, too. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning, guys. Listen, I got to tell you, I find it offensive that this guy, Como, is telling me what to do. He can't even control his brother that went out to the East End without a mask on. And then when a guy challenged him, what do you want to hit the guy? I mean, this is amazing. And then a month ago, he's talking about how, God bless his mother, she was making meatballs and everything. These poor people with the virus can't even smell a meatball, much less must eat it. <laughs> so I don't even know where this sham is coming from. Where's Clemenza when you need him? Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and speaking of his mother, Matilda, the whole uh, nursing home debacle where he ordered uh, people with coronavirus back to the nursing homes overnight. We gave him no notice. And people died. 25% of the deaths in New York State occurred in nursing homes. He tried to uh, defend that yesterday. Here is Governor Cuomo. This is Cuomo 1 talking about exactly, Bernie, what you just talked about. Nursing home wants to transfer to the comfort. Yeah, except the comfort is a federal facility. It doesn't take transfers from nursing homes. It only takes transfers from hospitals. It's a lie. That's why the comfort wouldn't take a transfer from the nursing home. He's so full of crap. Look, all they had to do was instead of the hospitals forcing the nursing homes to take these uh, coronavirus patients, these elderly coronavirus patients, again, on no notice. It was overnight. These, These nursing homes were not prepared for it. He could have sent them from the hospital to the U.S. NS Comfort Correct. or the Javits Center. Correct. That's what he could have done. Correct. So he's, he's just distorting no, he's uh, lying. The, the, the facts right he there. He didn't distort it all. He lied. He, he flat he, out lied. He's a, not he lied, but he cost lives. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's... he's and, but, but he cares about his mom, Matilda. Right. What, what about my mom or somebody else's mom in well, the nursing home? They're not as important. Apparently, mommy, mommy. Apparently he's King not. Cuomo. Here's Dickie. And, God, I can't stand him. Uh, two weeks ago, I was, I was saying such nice things about him. Presidential. Look at this guy. I think I'm starting to like him. And the last two weeks, even w- what he did before, letting out prisoners and you know pardoning cop killers, I think I dislike him more in the last two weeks than at any point then, oh, during his reign as the royalty of New York. Let's not forget, he panicked. With, with the ventilators, oh, yeah. the ventilators. He yeah. panicked, and he was wrong. He was wrong. He was way off. He, he was, he was way like, off. That, that's not what a leader does. <laughs> Leaders don't panic. Well, you decide who's going to die of the 31,000. No. You decide. No. Ventilators, ventilators, and ventilators. In the meantime, all these other governors, like this moron, Phil Murphy in New Jersey, they want to be this guy for some reason. I don't know why. They should try to be more well, like the governor of DeWine in Idaho, in Idaho, Ohio, I should well, say, or DeSantis down in Florida, or one of these guys yes, that is yes. actually reopening their states. That, that, that has How about l- that? Low death rates as well. Right, low Low death rates and a set of balls. How about that? Low death rates and a set of balls, which we don't have here. 77 WABC. (laughs) 
you get this from Hatchie? I haven't looked at my phone yet. He goes, be careful in supermarkets. My wife and I went to the supermarket. Of course, we had our face mask and gloves on. When we got there, there were too many people. Then decided what we had to leave immediately and pulled my wife to go home, afraid we might catch the virus. But my wife wanted me to let go of her and did not want to go home. Stubborn as always, I literally had to drag her back into the car. In the car, she ignored me and was furious. When we arrived home and removed our face mask, I realized she was not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the laughs, Hesse. That's a great job, Hesse Ogenbaum. In fact, uh, his son Josh, his birthday is coming up on Friday, May 1st, so they Yo, have that's, it. That's hilarious. That's funny well, stuff, yes. Hey, uh, we got on the line with us right now. Speaking of funny, a funny guy, but he's a very successful actor, a hero cop. And he comes on 740 every Tuesday, and we love him. Bo Dito. Good morning, Bo. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Great, you sound Bo. great this morning. Sound great. How do you feel? Nah, I had a little, little nightmares last night. I was dreaming about the World Trade Center. Isn't that funny? When the buildings came down, when the towers came down, and we were down there. So it's just funny. Your, your mind, I like, I, like, I like getting sleep and dreaming. But sometimes you don't want to dream about certain Not things. Not that, no. But you know, a lot of people don't know that you, uh, as a construction worker, helped build the World Trade Center on top of being uh, down there after the, uh, collapse, after the attack. Well, 19, 1968, when I graduated high school, I uh, started to, well, I was 17 years old. I started working as a, a laborer, 6A, con- con- concrete laborer. It was like being a slave. And Ralph Scopel was able to get me on the job he told me, meet Black Mike down at the World Trade Center, Tower A, Tower B. I went down there, and I became a iron worker. I was on a permit. I didn't actually have an iron worker's book. I had a permit to work on that job. And then I worked it until, uh, until I went into the police academy. Why did I become a cop? I still don't know. But <laughs> they, the first day that I was on a roof there, I remember seeing a guy going up a fire escape. I ramped the roof. I chased him five blocks. He had two rings. And you know what I said? I like this stuff, helping people. And the rest is history. But my heart and soul goes with all the construction work. Is it's hard work? And they didn't even have OSHA back then. Yeah. The only OSHA I was looking at was the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. I, I, that's, there was no, there was no, no, no and those iron workers drank, drank at lunch, drank at, at, for breakfast, drink, and they walked and drank it. Go ahead. We used to drink at we used to drink at the Papoose uh, Bar over there down there by the World Trade Center. And we would be so looped by the time uh, we, we had our lunch, liquid lunch there. And I'll never forget, everybody always said, oh, the Indians, they're not afraid of heights. That was all bull crap. When you were an Indian, most of them came from Montreal. When you were an Indian, you had no choice. You weren't going to be a cop. You weren't going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather were iron workers because no one wanted to do that work. So that's what you became an iron worker. Right. And they were a great, great bunch of guys. But, uh, let's, you know, we're, we're facing some real, real terrible thing here. Now, it, it, I'm glad the death toll's going down. But every day I hear more and more about, especially about these nursing homes, about them taking the older people and putting them into nursing homes. And we're wondering why the death rate in the nursing homes is so high. They, they infested them with sick people. And we had that stupid ship over. That's stupid. I, I apologize. 
we had that chip with nobody on it. Yeah. And why, why we weren't using that chip for these senior citizens, let's take them over there if you want to isolate them. And then you had the center, you had the Javits Center. Why weren't these people, the older people, senior citizens, put into an area like that instead of putting them into nursing homes well, where there were other old people in? Everybody, everybody yeah. wants to pat themselves on the back. We had two facilities there. We could have taken these elderly people if they had the disease and put them in there instead of infesting because I have so many friends that their relatives are dying of the disease in the nursing home. I wonder how they got it. When they put people with the disease around old people, they die. I'm not a smart person. And then Como's patting himself on the back. Big Bird's patting himself on the back. Everybody, we did so good. Uh, and, and, and in New York City, when we kept the schools open, and moron, Big Bird ran to Brooklyn, went to the gym, working out, spitting, coughing, people coughing. He's a, a, a one-man band that spread this thing to the borough of Brooklyn. Yeah, I accuse you, Mr. Mayor. You brought the disease to Brooklyn. You're a carrier. Well, not, only that, not, not, not only that, but how, how about, and, and, and somebody called in yesterday and said this is why uh, Bo is going to be perfect tomorrow. How about he's setting up all these ridic- ridiculous task forces to help us when we reopen? And one of them is, is I guess, I, I don't know what he's talking about, to make sure that there's no racial injustice when we return. It's called, and, let me, it's called the Coronavirus Inequality Task Force. Yeah, so yeah, he, put, yeah. he, put, he, put, he put his wife in charge of that, and that's not even the worst of it. Putting his wife in charge is not nearly as, as unbelievable as his rationale, which was, she's done such a great job with Thrive New York City, why wouldn't I give her this? What? I, I, I feel like I'm going to break, break the dining room chair and throw it through a window. I am so incensed. And she stands there, and he has the audacity to say that she did a damn good job. A billion dollars, she don't know what she did. She's a disgrace. She wants to be the borough president. She should be the Bronx. She should go to the Bronx Zoo. That's what she should do. She should be in charge of, 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 of dogs and cats or something, because she can't be in charge of people. She's horrid. She's horrid. And you know what? He's horrible, too. And he stands there. And he's so consistent about loving his wife so much. He did such a great job. And remember our, 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 our saint, the Italian saint we tried to get? Mother Cabrini. Uh, uh, Mother Cabrini. We tried to get a statue. All the people voted on it. But this moron, she couldn't vote on it. That's right, Big Bird. I called your wife a moron, okay? And, you know, she's an inept person that shouldn't be in charge of anything. And I am really, really angry. I wonder how much she's going to make there. Again, when this thing settles down, please, United States Attorney, Southern District, let's have an investigation where all these monies went to these nonprofits with this Operation Thrive. Every one of them. Now all of a sudden you see him pointing all these people. He's got a slush fund. Yes, I'm accusing you, Mr. Mayor and Charlie de Blasio, of having a slush fund from monies that were diverted from this Operation Thrive. And we'll find out. And there are a lot of people know it. And anybody involved who has been mistreated by this mayor or by his wife that worked with Operation Drive, who didn't get their money. But a lot of people get a lot of money, and they had jobs paying almost $200,000 in this Operation Thrive. And if you ask them, what's your job? Uh, I, I, I don't know what my job is. I get a paycheck. Uh, every every two weeks, I get a paycheck. This is the one of the biggest scams there was. Now we got a new scam, and I guarantee you, he's going to try to tap into federal money to support this 
operation, whatever mm-hmm. operation That's is. That's so stupid. She, she's a disgrace. She's a disgrace. She hasn't done a damn thing in this city. She's an embarrassment to our city. Him and her should get on a plane when the flights are open again. Go back to Havana, both of you. Go have a honeymoon and stay there. Or yeah, better yet, go to Nicaragua with the stand the nieces that you went on uh, and you went to visit them. You love the commie so much? Get the hell out of my get city, both of you. Absolutely. Bo, what do you think about the mayor? <laughs> hey, speaking of well, money. I like you say also, Bo, Bo. this punk is talking about Yankee Stadium. You're a punk. You've never been in Yankee Stadium because you like the Boston Red Sox. This is Yankee territory, punk. Get your wife. Get the hell out of our city, all right? We don't want her to be the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Borough president. She's done enough to destroy this city. And you too, de Blasio. You got blood on your hand when you forced my daughter and other kids to go to school for that week and kept the schools open. How many died then when you kept it spreading? How many? Everybody wants to blame President Trump. No matter what he did, he did wrong. Everything yeah. he did wrong. How about looking at her own thing? And Governor Cuomo, you're the controller of the state. Why didn't you step up like a man back then if you knew so much and shut everything down then? Everybody can point fingers after the fact. We should have. Monday morning quarterback. We should have. We should have. Look, we got faced with one thing. This thing came from the government of Red China. Red China did That's this right. to us. They the know commies, what they the were commies. doing. And nobody had the idea that this thing was going to have such an overwhelming uh, death toll and sickness. And even the experts didn't know. So everybody, stop pointing your damn things. Let's start pointing to China. And here's my idea. Because I know my friend Congressman King listens, and a lot of my friends in Washington listen. We've got to start it now. We, I think we owe about $2.5 trillion to China. We'll freeze that money, let people who lost loved ones go into that fund, and let people who lost their jobs and their business, let's start tapping. And then, you know what I want? I want to put a lien to all the Chinese government, red China officials, on the Waldorf Astoria. We should get rooms there. Take it over. I like what I hear, Bo. Speaking of money, did you get your uh, PPP money by any chance in the second round? I got Ugas. You know, you know what Ugas is in Italian? Yeah, of course. What do you, what do you think? I was born in uh, Wyoming? Yes, I, I know what Ugas is. You got nothing. All, all I know is one thing. This was handled not very good in the beginning. It was free money, and everybody who had the connections right into the bank. If you had a connection, you got your money. If you didn't have a connection, they were on speed dial. With the bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got a lot of money in our bank. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I feel horrible. Horrible. My guys are working, but you want to know something? I ain't going to cry today. You know what I'm going to be? I'm being tougher. And you know what? I'll make it. I'll make it, and I'm going to make it. I'm going to fight. And I I thank my men and women, these security guards, that take the train every day, get to the location. I'll get the money. Don't worry. I'll get the money. But my point is... I feel bad for people that ain't got big mouths like me that can yell and scream and have the opportunity to come on your show with you guys and tell the people exactly what's going on. They didn't want me as the mayor. You know why they didn't want me as the mayor? Because I was not going to be able to be saddled up. The friggin' Democratic Party and even the Republican Party, Big Bird, Ed Cox, and all these morons that were running the party, they knew one thing. 
Oh, we have a problem, Bo. We're not going to be able to control them. Damn right you wouldn't control me. You're not going to get me to take any money. You're not going to get me to do anything that's corrupt. You'll have a, you would have had a mayor that cared about the people and not his pockets. <laughs> hey, Bo, you're on fire, bro. <laughs> Listen, Bo, you're going to do, uh, oh, you're going to do something here after we wrap this up. But we're going to wrap it up now, but you've been great. Oh, amazing. And, uh, that's you, great. You're right on the money on everything. And, uh, listen, we love you. And, uh, be careful. Stay, stay safe. Stay well. And- hey, you guys, you guys continue. You're doing great. I love listening to Rudy in the afternoon. How, how, how often can you get the greatest mayor that we ever had to ask questions to the mayor? I love that show. For, I've got it on the app. And I listen. Margo thinks I'm nuts. I walk around with my phone listening to, listening to the show. We love WABC. And you are the lead station. You are New York. And you give the information to the people of New York, the true information, not the fagazi. And Brian Seltzer, you're a pig. You're a piece ah. of garbage. Yeah. Absolutely. So good, though. Bo, good show, Bo, though. you're the best. You're one of our best. Yeah, we love you, Bo. Thank you. Stay well, and we'll Thank see you across guys. the street. All righty, buddy. Take care of the great Bo Deedle. Uh There he is. Yeah, the Brian Seltzer thing. I, it's, it's funny. It's funny. And the show is so good. I, 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 Brian Stelter. But, does it, but it makes sense. I mean, it's a Hollywood show. Well, he they're going to go, turn to a CNN guy, he, right? He, well, he's a, he's a meet, supposedly he's like the Howard Kurtz from Fox. He's the media guy for CNN. That's right. And uh, so, therefore, it's within his purview, so to speak. Like, he went to school for it. Who gives a rat's ass? Anybody could do it. But uh, this Joe Biden thing. Uh, that's just popped up recently. CNN reported on it, and then they had the the, the lady's Tara mother. Reed? Yeah, Tara Reid. The yeah. lady's mother called into uh, Larry King. Yeah, and then this uh, f- uh, fat little meatball doesn't even cover it uh, the next day on his Sunday I show. I know. And now because of him, because I do watch New York One occasionally, and his wife Jamie seems like a nice kid. I don't know. She does traffic or something on New York One in the mornings, and now uh, only by guilt by association, she looks like a, a very sweet, nice girl. Now I hate her guts. I feel terrible about it, but I do. <laughs> uh, she's married so to that idiot. Don't feel so bad. He's a, he, he was the guy who was crying on the TV. Oh, he, I remember that. getting paid uh, yeah. uh, too much money, way too much money, and he's crying over the coronavirus. I know. He's fat, too. He's, he's grandstanding is that, what he is. Shut up. Thank you. one 800 848 We got a lot of fire on this show this morning, man. 1-800-848-9222. Bring it, Bernie and Sid. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Let us go straight to the BX. Louie in the Bronx. You're on the Bernie and Sid show. Good morning to you, Louie. Wow, great show, guy. I, you know, I love Bo. Bo Rent. That's his name. He's the best. And you guys are on top of my list. But listen, Mr. Bronx, I, it's all over Brooklyn, too. I got a message. I got, excuse, I got a, a message for uh, Mr. Andrew and Mr. Chris. Excuses are the tools of the incompetent. Not just the Bronx. It's all over Brooklyn. Those same kids you're talking about. Those same guys. If, if Daddy wasn't hey, Mar- if Daddy was not Mario, there would be no Governor Andrew Cuomo. There would be no uh, Fredo Cuomo on CNN. That is a fact. Bob is in Nassau County. Good morning, Bob. Hey, how are you guys? You know, I, I just wanted to say Cuomo is silently killing New Yorkers. And it's really a shame. I'm a uh, commercial construction project manager, and I have guys calling me, all my trades, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I feel horrible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue my job. Good. And I'll, I'll practice social distancing. That's right. I'll keep, you know, two crews here. But these guys are going to die. I mean, these people have families. This governor doesn't give a crap about You know, it's funny. You started by saying, Bob, 
Cuomo was silently killing New Yorkers. I got to tell you, Bob, it's not so silent anymore. I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to figure this out. When you've got loved ones who just start to cry in the middle of the day for no reason because they're not working and they're freaked out, it's not so silent anymore. I think Cuomo thinks it's silent. Oh. I think he thinks he's fooling people. He's not. When he says economic hardship, it's not death. Yeah, right. Stress from being home all day, it's not death. Yeah, Domestic right. abuse, it's not death. Yeah, you know what, uh, Governor Cuomo? You're wrong on all three counts. Could lead to death. Uh, domestic abuse, economic hardship definitely leads to death. Mad Mike is in uh, Manhattan. Good morning, Mad Mike. Hey, good morning, Bernie. He said, let me make three quick points here. Let me tell you something. First of all, everybody was saying about Cuomo and his brother. They're absolutely right. They're not, they're not saying, they're not doing what they're preaching. And first of all, Governor Cuomo is becoming the demoralizer of New York. But that's the first thing. Yep. You know, telling everybody what to do and what he can't do. You know, people got to feed their families. That's the first thing. I get it. You want a social business? Yeah, do everything you're supposed to do. Do it the right way. The second thing is I agree totally with what Bo Deedle was just saying before, how Cuomo and de Blasio, you know, they knew how to pass the buck to Trump and everything where Cuomo saying you can't govern the state, you should read the amendment. Well, he sounds like he sounds all those old men like an old TB. Could have, would have, should have, but nobody did nothing. And they all blamed it on Trump. And the third thing is, Sid, I don't get you anymore with Stern. I was listening to you. Calm down. Listen, I, I, I can't keep telling you the same thing over and over again. And if you are going to decide whether you like somebody because of who they vote for, that's fine. I'm telling you, I love the guy. He is the best in the business. He still is, even though I admit he sold himself out. And I don't care whether he likes President Trump or not. So when he talks about politics, I know full well he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And I'll make it lower or I just won't pay attention. But I'm not going to stop enjoying people that are great at what they do, whether it's De Niro or Streisand or Howard Stern, because they don't like Donald Trump. I don't care. I, I can't say. I've said it a million times. Yeah, I don't care. I can. I can easily say Okay, that's he, fine. He's dead to me, and, he, and if he perpetuates falsehoods about uh, Trump wanting people to drink bleach, and he wishes that Trump supporters drink the bleach, I'm a Trump supporter. He's wishing me dead. <laughs> well, he, you know what? He, he wants you, you dead I, anyway. I want you dead. He hates you anyway. <laughs> I hate him. He's stupid. He's ignorant, and uh, he doesn't know what he's talking I about. I remember the last conversation you had with Howard Stern. I was there. <laughs> well, that was a, that was a bit. No, that wasn't a bit. I didn't have a conversation. Well, you picked up the phone when, when Gary called in and put Howard on the air. Yeah, but uh, I but, And Howard was really mad at you that day. Not really. I missed. Yeah, not really. Not no? Really. He, he, he knew I was a hired gun. He did. Okay. Yeah. But the, right. either way, I don't care. I, I don't care about that. Yeah. It's today. It's now perpetuating this falsehood. It's just uh, at this time, it's just not cool. Not right. cool at all. Fair enough. Uh, we've uh, got two hours in the book. We've got a great guest stopping by this hour. Plus, all your phone calls. We're not messing around today, folks. Prince. Prince is still the man. They put this show on last week. CBS, it was so bad. Had all these uh, modern-day stars. People never heard of Miguel, her, all these uh, douchebags trying to do Prince. It's Prince Purple Rain. Come on. 808, going to be 66 and sunny today, folks. Get naked. Take your mask off, take your clothes off, go to the park and just get naked. That's my recommendation. Take it all off. Mask, gloves, pants, everything. Nobody's going to arrest you. Well, they may, but you'll get right back out. But you can do whatever you want these days. See what I'm saying? Not really. The enemy changes every single day, folks. That's what it comes down to. The original enemy was an invisible enemy. It was called COVID-19. Then the enemy became China. China! 
Because those bastards created this thing. China. And now the enemy is our own government right here in New York City. Andrew Cuomo's the enemy. Bill de Blasio's the enemy. The COVID-19, we know. China, we know. Now we have two enemies, the governor and the mayor. They're the enemy. Let's face it. The Democrats are the enemy. Well, but a, I, I only worry about the two here. I don't care about yeah. somebody in Wisconsin Phil, Phil or Idaho. Murphy. Oh, Murphy, too. You're right. New Jersey is part of uh, us. Ned Lamont. Yeah, Connecticut, I don't really count. Well, they're, believe me, they're, they're, they're within our listening audience. They're the enemy. Yeah, they are. They're full of crap. But again, Ned Lamont and Phil Murphy <laughs> don't make my decisions. I live in the city. I work in the city. So uh, the, the two guys I mentioned are really my enemies. Oh, but it's all right. about you, huh? That's all I care about. What about our friend in, uh, you know, in, in Greenwich, Connecticut, who's suffering because of the lockdown because of Ned Lamont? You don't care about him? I don't have one friend in Greenwich, Connecticut, not one. I used to know, uh, I used to have friends in Westport, We have plenty of friends in New Jersey. Oh, no, New Jersey, yes. New Jersey. Plenty of uh, friends. Well, well, they love Come us on. in Jersey. Let's broaden our Don't horizons a little bit. Well, I hate Phil Murphy. What do you want me to tell you? I hate the guy. That's I mean, what, I can't stand what, him. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. So the enemy changes every single day. But, you know, I was curious about this. They haven't closed the beaches yet in New York. Not officially, no. Not a, they're hinting at it, but uh, they're, they're not going to. Who, who was and hinting by the at way, it? Who was hinting at it? De Blasio. De Blasio. Oh, but that, oh, was like, oh, that was like 10 days ago. Overtly uh, said that uh, he thinks the beaches will not open. Like he, 10 days ago, and the pools too. Right. And then, then of course, then we had that great news last week, which they totally eclipsed with the distortion no. about what the president said. But I got to tell you something. I defy these idiots to try to close the beaches because people will go to the beaches. People are going to rebel. People are going to leave their homes when the weather gets nice. I'm going to the beach this weekend. I mean, it's well, I go, I Coney the, Island. I was, exactly. be- <laughs> I was at the beach on Saturday. Beaches are still open. You can still go. Right. I went to the beach again uh, over the weekend. Well, you Beautiful. live on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people. Of course there not, was. Not as many as in California where they're having a heat wave. Right. But the cops in California couldn't keep the people off the beach. Well, we're going to hit 70 this weekend, so you're going to see a lot more people heading towards the beach. And, again, I'm going to travel all the way to Brooklyn to go to the beach. The beach. Why I ask is, is because we're only about a month away now from Memorial Day weekend. And traditionally, that is the quote-unquote opening weekend for the summer. Uh, my parents, my right. sisters, now they live in homes in White Lake Homes that are winterized. They go there all year. But most of the folks start coming up Memorial Day, then they go home, come back like the last weekend in June into July 4th. I imagine it's the same thing in the Hamptons, Fire Island, course, the Jersey it's, it's Shore. The, it's the unofficial opening of summer. Right. Yes. So for folks that have homes, whether it's the Jersey Shore or... or um, Long Island, I don't know. Um, are, are these folks yeah, preparing to go away for the summer? I hope they are. Why not? What why, would you why, do? I wouldn't. If you had a home on the Jersey Shore, would you, would you be? Well, on the, you know what's funny? The, like, you can go to the Hamptons. Nobody's just barring you. But there, there are towns on the Jersey Shore that are saying, if this is your second home, you're not welcome here. Is that right? They're telling them that right now. They're keeping them out of it? Yeah. We, and the same Get thing the in Michigan. off the beach. The same thing in Michigan. Phil Murphy's allowing it's, uh, the, the local municipalities to do this. Uh, Michigan, she banned the uh, southern Michigan ganders to go up to their lake homes in northern Michigan. I mean, that's part of the uh, the fascist uh, draconian measures mm-hmm. that they've been taking. I mean, uh, totally unrealistic. They own the homes. It's their homes, and they, yet they can't go in. No, they pay the property taxes all year they, long, they gotta be able to and go. they can't use it. No, I'm actually going to go see my father-in-law at some point. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's by Lake Norman. It's gorgeous there. He's got a boat. And um, as of now, they're open. Anyway, uh, if you have a home uh, on Long Island, on the Jersey Shore, upstate New York, any one of these, you know, vacation spots, we want to know if you're planning to go there, open your home. Now, you can't have a Memorial Day barbecue, for example. My parents would have 30 people over. 
Now, I'm not that's not an exaggeration. Every Memorial Day, 30 people. Well, you can't do that, obviously. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. What, why do you say that? Because this, thing, thing, is, this thing is the, the downward trend is uh, yesterday was 327 deaths. You know how low uh, since March, uh, the, the third well, it's week the of March. lowest in April, right? And, yeah. and it was 800 and, not that long ago. Exactly. So it's going down, 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 Way down. down. And it's not even May yet. So the, the, the downward trend. And the warm weather's not here yet. Wait till it gets right. really warm. The downward trend has occurred, is occurring, has occurred, is going to continue to occur. And people are going to say, well, look, what, what, what did we do this for? What did we stay at home, shelter in place, and uh, social distance for? We're looking if at each other like, what the hell is this? We achieved the goal, flattened the curve, <laughs> slowed the spread, did not overwhelm the hospitals. So, yeah, they went through hell. Right. But the USNS comfort is leaving town. Right. And the Javits Center shut down. Well, right. We- so what are we doing for? So now it's time to reopen, let us Correct. out. And don't tell me I can't have a barbecue on, on Memorial Day weekend. Now, listen, I, I, I have not been completely following the rules, and it sounds bad because I'm a media guy, I'm on the radio, but I don't care. Um, so I'm with you. Let's and, go. And I think many people will, so they're going to be so overwhelmed. I think that you're going to see people pour into the streets, depending on the weather, yeah. way before Memorial Day weekend. I mean, it could happen uh, Next this weekend. weekend. Yeah. Right. Well, we want to hear from you. So let's start with this one. Sean is in Putnam County, Bernie. He's on line five. I believe he's got a vacation home. Good morning, Sean. Hey. Hi, Sean. This isn't Sean. This is Chris. Oh, Chris. What up, Chris? Is this Bernie and Sid? It is. Hey, um, people can go out. Martial law was never declared. The Bill of Rights is still intact. Correct. People have a lot of time on their hands. Read the Constitution. This is a huge overreach by some Not only an overreach, but now that you mentioned the Constitution, and I said this on the air weeks ago, I think before anybody else, They've infringed on our rights. Uh, they, 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 on the, con- the Constitution. As a matter of fact, uh, the Attorney General, Bill Barr, has said that he's going to take action against some of these states for doing just that. Thank for you. violating the Constitution, yes, which right. they've been doing, ignoring. The whole time. Uh, there was at one point, uh, Phil Murphy says, uh, he was confronted. Hey, aren't you violating constitutional rights? He actually responded by saying, uh, you know, that's above my pay grade, the Constitution. Uh, uh, he actually said that? He actually said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, take a yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. Phil Murphy. The Bill of Rights, as you well know, protects Americans' right, enshrines their right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? How do you have the power to do that? That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't uh, wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. Yeah, above my pay grade, you're a governor of New Jersey, you idiot. You're going to act like uh, Mussolini? And then tell us that, that you're ignorant of the Constitution? Come on. When, what line is Sean on now, Armini? Sean? Five, baby. Oh, five. Okay. This is Sean in Putnam County, online five. Good morning, Sean. All right, guys. You keep me company on my ride home, you know, right down to the city and home from Putnam County, New York City, man. Before I get to the meat of this, first of all, I'm going to tell you, you know the, the, the teenage pranksters are going to be calling the Chinese restaurants when this is over ordering a fried uh, bat fried rice. bat wings. Of course. No, bat wings, man. You know that's cool. But listen, listen, guys. The first thing is first. Those planes that were leaving China, those commercial airlines, over a million people were on them, they weren't only just communist people in the uh, party there. They were also regular citizens who were sick getting on those planes, or they were feeling sick, or they were already sick. So nobody's hands are clean on that. I mean, I could see already the Republican establishment is already setting this up, just blaming the communists. No, those people getting on the planes were not old communist people. They were regular citizens of China who were sick. Now, listen. 
Trump could have yeah, been but listen, standing- Sean, the, the communist Chinese government allowed them to do it. Right. They, they encouraged it, allowed them while they locked down the rest of China. So, yeah, there was there were regular Chinese people looking to get the hell out of Wuhan. I mean, I would, too. So uh, I'm not, nobody's blaming the people. It is the communist Chinese government that has blood on, that, that perpetrated this atrocity on the globe and on New York City. They sent those planes to JFK right in our city. And how many people are dead now? How many people are out of work now? And they're, bl- they're pointing fingers locally. Point fingers at communist China. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Again, a full board of calls. You guys have been magnificent during this crisis. I got to tell you, you have stepped up in a big, 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 big way. And you love us and we love you. And again, if you've got a home somewhere, a summer home, are you going to go Memorial Day weekend and or before? Open that thing up and enjoy your summer the way you should. You deserve it. I know you've been out of work for two months, but you worked for five months um, when this year started. You deserve to enjoy your summer. Do not let Governor Cuomo, Governor Murphy, Governor Lamont, this moron Mayor de Blasio ruin your summer. Don't let it happen. Go to your home, open it up, and have yourself a nice barbecue. Hit the ocean. It's gorgeous this time of year. We are black here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. We're going to take your calls, 1-800-848-9222. The board is lit up. Two things first. Uh, One, they actually want to give all kids who have to take this remote learning at home, they're doing it in New York City and in many other places, they're just going to pass them. Going to pass them all. Doesn't matter. Everybody gets an A. Everybody gets an A. But as the Wall Street Journal editorial points out, if Internet uh, instruction doesn't count, why should students bother to show up for Zoom classes or complete their homework. The lack of grades will make it harder for parents and principals to identify which kids need remedial help. Children who have studied hard won't be rewarded and may even be penalized as they sit through redundant makeup classes next year. A pass on grade is really a pass for schools and teachers because teachers and schools are graded on how these kids do. I don't, I don't tell my kids that. My kids, uh, Ava and Gabe, are going to school every day and... Um at least in their schools, uh, Ava does go to public school. Gabe, of course, goes to private school. But they have not adopted that philosophy. But, I mean, give me a break. I, I, so 2020 diplomas will come with an asterisk. Uh, I mean, and, and these kids will be, uh, you know, they'll go to school. They'll, go to, they'll move on to the next class and struggle because they will not have learned uh, what they listen, should have learned. They never should have been home from school in the first place. Again, for the one billionth, one billionth time. Kids don't die from this. They just don't. They should have been in school from day one. They should certainly be back in school by now. Uh, This is a joke. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And and these kids are not affected by this coronavirus. No. Let's face it. The kids are not affected. They are. Oh, but they can carry and bring it to grandma and grandpa. Well, guess what? They're not going to go see grandma and grandpa anytime soon. Grandma and grandpa are going to self-isolate, or you're going to isolate them, or or, or they're going to die. Although I did did ask Nicole Sapphire last week, I want to go see my dad. He's 87. He's not feeling well, and I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to have him. Thank God he's having a good week, but... And she said, you know, listen, if you go up there to the mountains, just make sure you social distance. When you leave, make sure your mom or somebody wipes everything down. So I am going to go see my father because what good is it if I don't go see him and he dies? And if I do go see him and God forbid he dies, well, at least I saw him. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. just going to stay away from my parents. I, I know. Listen, it's the dumbest I, thing I've I, ever I, heard. I'm having the same debate with my son. No, you got to go. My dad wants us to come up. And my son is like, we can't go up because of course you we could. might give it to him. No. And I said, look, we probably already had to go. 
I told him. Anyway, listen. Just stay, make sure you stay about 10 feet away. That's uh, all. Uh, listen to this. Uh, this, uh, uh, this fugly, four-eyed owner of uh, Microsoft, Bill Gates. This guy's a real piece of work. Listen to him talk about, of course, we just talked about China being, they perpetrated an atrocity on the globe. This is Bill Gates yesterday talking to uh, one of the weasels at CNN. How would you respond to the charge that, look, the Chinese covered this up, and as a result, they should be held in some way responsible for this? That's a distraction. Uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, incorrect and unfair things said, but it's not even time for that discussion. That's a distraction. I mean, I, I saw a distraction this, from what? I saw this idiot and his wife, Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates, weeks ago on with David Muir. He was the first guy to speak up against against President Trump for withholding yeah, money from the what, WHO. That's what it's a distraction from, from blaming Trump. Yeah. You piece of garbage. How, how much is your, your cheap slave labor worth it to you uh, over in China to make your products cheaply? That you sell out your country and, and apologize for uh, people who perpetrated this horrific crime on the globe and killed so many old people, young people, people with diabetes. It affects the minority community more, more so than the regular community. So you're a racist on top of it all, Bill Gates, you son of a... B- 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 and Senator Tom Cotton, who actually called the... Uh, he called it early on that the virus may have been created in the Wuhan lab as opposed to the wet market, Senator Tom Cotton. And he, got, he was savage for it. Turns out he was probably right. Anyway, he says about pay, repaying China for this or holding them to account, let's start with not allowing Chinese students to learn certain things here. Listen to what he said. In the middle of a pandemic, what's the most valuable intellectual property in the world? It's the research that our great laboratories and life science companies are doing on prophylactic drugs, uh, therapeutic drugs, and ultimately a vaccine. So I have little doubt that the Chinese intelligence services are actively trying to steal America's intellectual property as it relates to the virus that they unleashed on the world. Because, of course, they want to be the country that claims credit for finding those drugs or finding a vaccine and then use it as leverage against the rest of the world. You know, if Chinese students want to come here and study Shakespeare and the Federalist Papers, that's what they need to learn from America. They don't need to learn quantum computing and artificial intelligence Absolutely right. They've been stealing from us forever, and that's what they're doing. They're sending their brilliant students to our MIT, Harvard, and all this stuff, and they go back to China. And then we're screwed. Pierce is in Rockland County. Good morning to you, Pierce. Uh, Good morning, guys. What's up, Pierce? Uh, I have a home um, on Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Where, what part? And, um, Long Beach Island. Long Beach Island, sure. Okay, and um, I've been down there twice already. I'm going again next weekend, and I'm going to keep going. Oh, good. Okay, so it's open. You're going down every weekend. And uh, now, are you alone? Do you bring people by? Have you, you you still practice social distancing and all that stuff? Or? Yeah, of course. I mean, we were down there with some neighbors uh, this past weekend. We we got together for a little happy hour, but we stayed apart. Good. And we had a good time. We enjoyed it. And, are you going to have and, a Memorial Day weekend barbecue? Maybe you have a bunch of people over more than four. Absolutely. Good for you. Damn right you're you are. Good you're, for you, Pierce. You, you are, you are a regular... regular uh, uh, He's Hen- American. He's a great American. A regular Patrick Henry. Give me liberty or give me death. That's right. Anthony is in Bensonhurst. Good morning, Anthony. All right, guys. First of all, listen, man. These American corporations and European uh, corporations are in China. They're implanted in there. 
They're going to sweep this whole thing right over the rug. Everyone's talking big. You guys are talking big. They're going to do nothing to the communist China because they have trillions of dollars invested in that country. Uh, nobody argues. No, no, no one's arguing no, that. You're right. Bloomberg yeah. and Bill Gates, that's Who's what they want to do. That, yeah. That's why they're apologizing for China. And Joe Biden, too, Yeah. by, by the way, who's in the pockets of these guys and of China. But we're going to call them out on it. And you got guys like Tom Cotton. Remember, the Republicans still run the Senate. You got the President Trump. We still we still have the executive branch. Now all we need to do is get back the House in November. We can do that, and we can settle some accounts and get our start making our stuff here in the United States because we, they do have us by the short hairs right oh, now. Oh my God, do they, they, they. kind of do. Yeah, but, but listen, but but we, we talk big, but we're also not stupid. We know that. You know, right now, they, like Bernie just said, they got us by, by the hairs. But yeah. You want your antibiotics? You want your antivirals? We can't uh, exactly declare war on China because uh, then people will go without. I mean, we don't want war anyway. But, no, uh, no, no, no. But, but in other words, you can't really penalize. Eventually, what we'll do, I think, is we'll cancel some of uh, the debt that we owe them. And we owe them, we owe them like uh, trillions of dollars. Don't pay them. You know just, what else? Just, just, just let's add it up. Five trillion. Don't pay them. And you know what's funny? What you said yesterday? You said this yesterday. I got it. It's hilarious. So you said to me, you go, stop paying for the subway. Which, by the way, I paid one time 137 bucks for the month, and that's my card for the month. But you're like, stop paying for the subway. I got home after the show with you. I put on New York One. I wasn't home for five minutes. And the lawmakers in New York here are trying to make sure that people, essential workers, which I am, don't have to pay for the subway. They're well, like, you should have to pay for the subway. Well, that's good. See, that, uh, my instincts were on the money. 100%. My political right. instincts. Meanwhile, we got a story in the New York Post uh, uh, on the number two train. Some guy's defecating. Some poor... And another video of a, a five-foot female MTA worker taping a subway with the homeless living in it. I mean, you know, where are the where is the where is the transit police? Where's Bernie Getz when you need him? Yes, <laughs> that's yes. what we need. More Bernie Getz. Hey, Paul Kanger is coming up. He wrote a column. No thanks to God. The awful. Angry Andrew Cuomo. We've been calling Cuomo White for quite some time. If you're with us, you're going to love this next guest. Paul is coming up next. Oh, good song. Illegal Alien by Genesis. Nicely done, Matt Meany. 840 on your beautiful sunny Tuesday morning. we got a full board of calls. We're going to get to all of you before the show is done. We have a special guest coming on, though, right now, making his second appearance. He was very good the first time. He was great, in fact. It's got a new column out. It's titled, No Thanks to God. In the, the, in the American Spectator. Yes, the American Spectator. No Thanks to God, the awful, angry Andrew Cuomo. He's uh, a relative, actually, of uh, Dave, but that's, that's fine. His name is, uh, that's not why he's on. He's on because he's really good. Or maybe not. Here's uh, Paul Kanger. Good morning, Paul. How are you? <laughs> good, guys. How are you guys doing? Well, great, great to have you back. You really were great the first time, so we okay. bring you back today. Now, I know this column, we'll get into it, is very pro-Catholic. You're talking mostly about pro-choice and that type of thing. But just from a non-religious standpoint... I went from a guy that two weeks ago, and I couldn't stand Cuomo, two weeks ago I was saying things like, well, I don't know, he's looking pretty presidential, he looks good, he's saying all the right things. Now I can't stand him more than when he was pardoning cop killers and uh, letting criminals out of jail. I've gone, can't stand him, like him, hate him. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate to that. I, I mean, so a couple weeks ago, I, this would be my second column, I had uh, a column two Sundays in a row for the American Spectator, and the first one, I, I said, "Look, I really feel for this guy. You know, I, 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 I never liked him. He's always come off to me as angry. You know, I call him angry, awful Andrew Cuomo." 
and but but yeah, he looked like a guy on on the rack, right? I, I mean, he's got yes. he's got yeah, he's got death all around him. He's suffering, and you could see the pain in his face. And I mean, his brother Chris was fighting COVID nineteen, and, and so yeah, I. I I still wouldn't vote for him. I don't live in New York anyway, but I, I still probably wouldn't vote for him. But I thought, okay, I could, I could feel for this guy. And, and, and then when I, when I saw his comment, <laughs> which, which came, you know, for, for religious people, right, for, for Catholics, Christians, Jews, I mean, this came, this came the Monday after Easter Sunday, so this would be Easter Monday. It came in the middle of Passover, and I remember Donald Trump a couple weeks ago. No one would ever confuse Donald Trump with a Bible thumper, right? But Donald Trump said, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful if Easter weekend we, we, we hit the peak of the curve, we flatten the curve, right? What a wonderful gift that would be. And, and it was actually that weekend, guys, that, that, that the curve did flatten and the numbers in New York started getting better. And then, and then Andrew Cuomo holds this press conference the next day after he welcomes everybody in the press room, he acknowledges Easter Sunday, Easter weekend, Passover, and completely gratuitously, no reporter said anything like, Andrew, do you think the Lord had anything to do with it? Nothing like that. No one asked him anything. He said, quote, the number is down because we brought the number down. God did not do that. <laughs> Fate did not do that, right? <laughs> Destiny did not. A lot of pain and suffering did that. And I, and I saw that, guys, and I thought to myself, well, why would you even say that, right? Even if it's, I mean, even if it's true, why would you even say really? it? Really? On Easter Monday? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I thought, okay, I don't know if God did that. He doesn't know if God didn't. Maybe God did. Maybe God didn't. I mean, maybe the, the Almighty had nothing to do with this whatsoever. But at the least, I'll tell you, that Easter Monday, I would have been, I could have been an atheist. I would have been on my knees. I would have been like, thank you, whoever, whatever, wherever you are, whatever did this. Sure. Gaia, right? You know, the, the Earth goddess, right? Whoever. Thank you, right? The numbers finally, I would have been humbled. I would have been thankful. I would have been grateful. I wouldn't be bitterly thinking, I would, you know, I'm going to go to a press conference and say, God didn't do that. No, you're that. right. That that's a bitter, angry dude that makes yeah. a comment like that on a day like that. It's it's incredible. We're talking with Paul Kanger. He's a columnist with the American Spectator, also a professor of political science at Grove City College, and a very prolific author, I might add. Uh, Paul, so you may make the point that uh, many, many people, many people have prayed. I mean, of all religions, have prayed for this thing to a. Uh, go away, but also to heal the people that were sick. And for Cuomo to make that statement, it doesn't jive with what, what these people were doing. Well, that's right. That's right. You know, a favorite quote of mine from Ronald Reagan, I'm a Reagan biographer, and, and Reagan used to say, I'm often driven to my knees. He's quoting Abraham Lincoln, by the way. He said, I'm often driven to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I have nowhere else to go, right? Nice. And in these kind of times of desperation, you're like, well, what else can I do, right? I, I, I'll, I'll just pray. I'll, right. I'll, I'll pray. I, I don't know if it's going to make any difference or not, but I can't be there. I can't be in, in, the, in the ER. And you know, but my family will attest. I mean, we say grace before meals, and here I am in Grove City, Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania. Oh, God, what a terrible place. 
yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, you guys, but we have sixty cases in our county. All right. That's so I mean, that's yeah. you, you guys would love to have uh, the, uh, that right now. But 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 we but we pray for the people of New York yeah. and and. I, you know, I have a lot of friends in New York, but but most of the people I don't know anybody other than I guess Chris Cuomo, who I don't know, but in New York who has COVID nineteen. But but we pray for these complete strangers. Yeah, I don't know if, one either. By the way, I've, I've got I've got tons of friends my age. I've got family members. I don't know. It's anecdotal. I don't know one person. But it's funny you mentioned Pennsylvania, wow. and your governor is a horrible person. This Tom Wolf, and <laughs> right. uh, in the very first uh, paragraph of your tremendous column, you really are a great writer. Thank uh, you. You mentioned uh, Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy, Ned Lamont, Tom Wolfe, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, and Ralph Northam. What do all of these six horrible people have in common? Well, they're, they're all rapidly, militantly pro-choice on the abortion issue. And, well, so and in fact, yeah, it <laughs> was, um, and, yeah, and they, and they all, Tom Wolfe was a Planned Parenthood escort. He's the only governor in the country who... At one point in time before he was a governor, he used to work outside of Planned Parenthood clinics as a volunteer to make sure that girls who were standing out front that had some hesitation about going in or might stop and talk to some old woman praying a rosary, having second thoughts, it was the job of guys like him to go grab the girl by the arm and make sure that she went in and got her abortion. Oh, right? boy. Um, Ralph Northam is the one who, after Andrew Cuomo in January 2019, up there in Albany with a group of beaming progressives, passed that really hideous piece of abortion legislation, the one, the one where they illuminated the Freedom Tower and Pink and all the other monuments in the state. And, and Northam was the guy right after that who made the horrible uh, comment to NPR where he said, uh, well, what will happen if a baby survives an abortion? And he said, well, we'll keep the baby comfortable, yeah. right? We'll, we'll keep it comfortable. We won't resuscitate it unless the mother, uh, mother wants us to. So, so they're all really bad on the abortion issue. Well, that's, that's, that's infanticide, actually. <laughs> right, right. And so to see them all now, you know, fighting for life in their states, in the states that have more COVID-19 cases than any others, and, and this is what prompted me to write the column a couple weeks ago. I, I said, I feel for these people now. And, and I'm hoping they'll gain an empathy for life at all stages, right? Womb to the tomb. And, and you know, I, I hope this will change their view, right? That, 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 that this, this will make them more completely pro-life across the board. And, that, and then to see Andrew Cuomo react to everything that's happened by being the same old kind of angry, awful, miserable, insufferable <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. That is him. It, yeah, it, it just it just kind of uh, it, it, it makes it makes my skin crawl. Well, Paul, you're not going to want to hear this. I mean, his uh, callousness towards life extends to the elderly. He actually uh, signed an executive order which ordered nursing, excuse me, ordered hospitals to send uh, coronavirus stricken patients back to nursing homes immediately without yeah. any warning. And Fully 25% of the deaths in New York State occurred in nursing homes. He could have sent it to the USNS Comfort, the hospital ship, or the Javits Center that we built. He could have done those things. Instead, he forced these coronavirus patients back into nursing homes, killing a lot of innocent elderly folks. Talk about a callous disregard for life. Well, yeah, I saw that. I saw that in the New York Post. I, I was really horrified by it. I mean, that's the worst possible thing you can do. Look, in, in my county... 
you know, little Mercer County of western Pennsylvania. So I, I look at the coronavirus numbers every day, the county tables for the state of Pennsylvania. We have only one case in a nursing home. And, and, and I marvel at our, our county officials, whoever, who protected these nursing homes. In fact, my buddy Jim, who's in his 80s, he's been in a nursing home. He hasn't been able to see anybody for six weeks. We, we just right. sent him seven or eight books, you know, World War II books that he could read. And, and, and so, that, you know, they're lonely, they're isolated, but, but they're protected. Yes. They're protected. Right. And, 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 and that's key. I have um, a cousin who's a survivor of the first Gulf War back in 1991, Gulf War syndrome. He's, he's about my age, 53 years old, former high school quarterback, and he's in a wheelchair. But he, he's in a local VA in nearby Butler County, and he's protected. Right. They haven't had a single case in there yeah. because nobody would be insane yeah. enough. So stupid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to send patients there. They'll, they'll let you, you, can't, you can't even send their family there that, that, that are asymptomatic because you don't want to take the risk of bringing it in. So to send actual patients there yeah, is insane. It's insane. Oh, nuts. Paul nuts. Kanger, uh, the, the column is No Thanks to God, the awful angry Andrew Cuomo and the American Spectator. Well, listen, I, I think you're brilliant. I love you. I really, really do, but I, I, I couldn't disagree more. I'm a pro-choice guy. Uh, I don't. When I asked you what they had in common, I wasn't talking about their religious preferences, even though you, you point out uh, in very articulate fashion what it is. What I was looking for was they're all six terrible governors who are all finding a way to slow down reopening their local economies, which is uh, killing people a lot quicker than abortions. Yeah, well, well, that's true. They are, they are all. I think they're they're all Democrats too, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bingo. Look, that, that yeah, look, looking at the list, and and by the way, if Phil Murphy, another one who I who I just can't stand, but but uh, how many cases are there in New Jersey now, guys? Over a hundred thousand. Yeah. I think. They're and, second to us in terms of cases and deaths because you go over a bridge and there they are. I yeah, mean. that's right. That's right. And, and think of think of the per capita numbers in that case, right? I mean, that's a small state, territory-wise, and, I, I mean, the, these numbers are, are they're, 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 ju- they're just awful, and, yeah, it, and in every case, the economy is a wreck, and by the way, of, of those six, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan has been really bad. Horrible. And, and I, I got an email yesterday from a, from a student of mine who said, uh, we, we, we can buy marijuana in the state of Michigan, but we can't go to, we can't go to Agway well, or, uh, or, or Lowe's. As some wit put it, you can smoke grass, but you can't cut your grass <laughs> right, right. In, in Michigan. That's right, Bertie. And they, and, and they can't. He, he said, we, we literally can't go to Walmart or Lowe's and buy seeds for our garden. Right. And you know they want us to stay home and be self-sufficient. Well, yeah. How about if we grow a garden right. here, here, here in April? But the liquor stores are open, so that that's good news. I mean, well, it doesn't make any sense. Stores, <laughs> yeah, and, and on Sid's point on pro-choice, and, and the abortion clinics are open. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Essential service. Hey, speaking of which, Paul Kanger, uh, to mitigate my my partner's comments on abortion, he's not. For infanticide oh, God, or, or no. late-term abortion. No, no, for first Just, semester. Right. That makes first you feel First three months, right. First three months. Anyway, I, I can't believe what those other folks are saying. We no. got to thank right. you. We got to go, Paul Kangor. I mean, you're great. Uh, again, a professor of political science at Grove City College. Yeah, the right. column is No Thanks to God, the awful, angry Andrew Cuomo in the American Spectator. Hey, Paul, we thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right, take care. You're great, Paul. Thank you. Trimester, right. not semester. You really are great. Seriously, that's a great guest. 1-800-848-WABC. Coming up at um, 9 o'clock, Bernie's going to tell you why Donald Trump's the best president of all time. He's never done that before.
But 9 o'clock is enough. As if you didn't already know. <laughs> is he already the best of all time? You're not there yet. You're still the well, great. You know, right? remember I used to say it, uh, you need to be really Two a, times. War, a wartime a wartime president to become great. Well, this is a wartime that, president. Well, that's where, I was, that's where I was going. So you think he's the greatest of all well, time? Well, listen, let's wait until the pandemic is over. Are you a tard? What's let, wrong let, with you? let us assess this uh, oh, yeah, towards yeah. the end of the year. Oh, my God. But he is in the running. He can I, is can def- I ask you an honest def- question? Definitely in the running. You and I are tied, right? We've been through a lot together. Yes. Cocaine fueled nights. Two jobs oh, together. Okay, now take it easy. <laughs> We're tight. If he didn't call you in the backyard, it has nothing. It has no, everything said, to do with you. Project, you're projecting. Okay. That is what you would do. <laughs> I would be this way, no matter. I would no, be no. one of the regular rabid. Uh, Trump I know supporters. you would like him, but you wouldn't be this. I'm, you're sure crazy. He's not the greatest no, of all listen, time. Listen, there are people out there that have never spoken to him, that have never known him, never met him. Right. I have had the luxury of doing all those things. Right. So you're less crazy than those people who I think no, are insane. No, but I would be exactly the same as those oh, people God. who have never met him, who have never be- benefited from, uh, you know, oh, I touched this famous guy's hand, so right. forever I'm going to no. support. That's okay. not the reason why. I don't care. I don't give you a don't rat. think that's the reason why I met why John you, you, Kerry. I met John Kerry. I was good friends with John Kerry. John Kerry called WFAN the day we were fired, and I spoke to him, and he was uh, full of condolences and yeah. sympathy, mm-hmm. and I t- tore him a new one. Uh, the last five years. You have, yes, that's true. I'm not saying so, you, it doesn't matter. I'm not, personal, you, I, I'm not saying you wouldn't like Donald Trump, Bernie. The I'm personal not connection that. has nothing to do with I it. I think it does. I don't think you would be crazy enough to call him the greatest president of all time. I didn't time. say he was the greatest of all you time. You just said he was. You uh, said a wartime president. I said he's, no, did you not hear what I said? Say it again. Then. I said that, I said, I had said to you before when you right. asked me this question. Right. To be a great president you ha- will have had to have been a Great. wartime president. Right, right. And to, Bill O'Reilly said you have to serve two like terms. Like Abraham Lincoln. And right. two terms helps as well, yes. Sure. But in this case, this, all this stuff has been compressed into one term. Okay. The way he's transformed this country, fought back political correctness, brought manufacturing, put America first, made Europe pay their fair share, all this stuff. Yep. Made us energy independent. So you do think all, it's the greatest of all time. All War while being under siege right. by more than half the country, by 90 to 95 percent of the media. Right. <laughs> now, that's a pretty incredible feat okay, so you, for this man. So you do think he's the greatest and, of all and time? And now we have this pandemic. Right. And what did he do? He made the, the most pivotal decision during this pandemic was but, but implementing this travel ban while he was being impeached. I would say that's quite the accomplishment. I'm not arguing. That is a great move so on you, his part. So, so why are you arguing with me? You do think he's the greatest of all time. You just laid out ten reasons why. Uh, be, be, because Abraham Lincoln is still in the running. Oh, he's in the running. Absolutely. <laughs> he is the greatest president of all time So right, right now. now, Trump is, is right there with Lincoln. He's gone past Reagan. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He, he, he's, uh, you are, he's right there with I mean, Reagan. He's right there with Reagan. And he could surpass Reagan. And Lincoln. And maybe Lincoln. Oh well, we got to give him another. He's got to serve a second term. Okay. We might, we, we might be in a war with China. Who knows where this ends? What if China invades Taiwan? Free China, well, which then, they might, they want back, and they may very well do. When Trump has to do something about it. Yeah. So, in which case, after the, the next four years, when he's president, and we take care of that problem, uh-huh. he may very well end up being the greatest president of all time. Or he could have, or, or have a second term like the last three have had second terms, Clinton, Bush, and Obama. They were all terrible. All terrible second terms. All of them. It's 43 possi- especially. Of course it's possible. Right, but not probable. Not but, but look, I mean, with the, with, with the odds and the forces arrayed against him for the success that he had in this first term, 
Incredible feat, an unbelievable feat. Lesser men would have caved, would have sucked it, would have hit under the desk in the Oval Office, sucking their thumbs, saying, Mommy, why did I do this? He didn't. He stood up there and he fought back. And God bless him. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> well, thank you, God. <laughs> Mommy, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. This band is all about doing drugs. Pink Floyd, yeah. It's all about doing drugs. I love this band, and then, the, but this Roger Waters. I know, I know, I know. He's such a Jew-hating son of a... He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of your uh, BDS guys. He's one of, yeah. uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, uh, AOC, uh, but he Elon takes it a, He actually takes it a step further. He will contact folks, like he did it to Bon Jovi and others, that are about to perform in Israel and say, don't go. Don't go to Israel. Yeah. Don't go there. And by the way, that's where the Democrat Party is. Uh, people who go on certain radio shows that we go, we like and we don't call them out on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Roger Daltrey. But Pink Floyd. No, 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 no. Roger no, not, Waters. Not Ro- Roger Waters. Daltrey's the lead singer of the Who. But you, you you hear Pink Floyd and you just think like the blue you know, light you drugs. Like, yeah. yeah. Not, not only acid, what was it, micro dot, uh, what do you call that stuff? LSD? No, no, no. Oh, the, mescaline? Mescaline. Oh, that was good mescaline, stuff. Mescaline, mesc- reefer. Come on. S- Ooh, I hate it, I hate it. Comfortably Numb's a great song. Yeah. You like that one? Of course. I yeah. mean, I did. The Wall? You gotta like The it, Wall, right? You know, but it doesn't stand the test of time. I wouldn't listen to oh. it today. I wouldn't listen to it today. You wouldn't listen to The, the Wall? Nah. All in all, we're just a... Another brick in the yeah, wall. Yeah. I actually went to see it on that in that theater in, on Forty Sixth Street, Sense Around. Oh, I went to actually the Hayden Planetarium, and right. I saw the, you know, the 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 whole Pink Floyd thing in the planetarium. Well, that was great. And, uh, I was all all I can tell you is I was just out of my mind as well. Yeah, it was great. I was in college. It's and, still great. I'm telling you, bro. All right. Well, I think I'd have to be back on the drugs too. <laughs> what do you mean back on the, back on the drugs? Hey, listen. Let me just say this. And that's another thing, too. I hear the price of uh, street drugs is just exorbitant these days because of the, the lockdown. Harder to get it, sure. In other words, I don't, I, mean, I, have no, I don't know because I don't indulge, but I did read that uh, if you're like, you, you know, you want to buy some weed or whatever the hell. Much more money. A lot of money. I can tell you this. I've got a conference call today with a rehab, which I've gone to, too. Not proud of it, but I have. Chit Chat Farms in Wonersville, Pennsylvania, 1995, and Sunrise House in New Jersey, 2005, when I was with you, Bernard. And I've got a call with these people today, another place in New Jersey, and they are saying that um, they, they, they're getting calls through the roof, that people are just at home, and it's not a lot to do, and the drinking and the drugs has been awful, which, of course, Governor Cuomo doesn't take into account. No, domestic abuse, uh, you know, economic hardship, uh, stress from being lonely and all these things, and just, you know, anxiety over whether or not the, uh, the society is shutting down. That doesn't matter. That's not deaths, he says. That's not deaths. I don't care about domestic abuse. Women getting punched around by some gorilla in their home. I don't care. It's not a coronavirus death. Well, it could be, you moron. Hey, listen, uh, one guy that's doing something, he went out on a limb, is this governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. He went way out on a limb, and we're going to see how it turns out. Hopefully, uh, you, you know, the media, of course, ghoulishly salivating over the fact that it's going to go bad. And they're waiting. They're waiting to pounce on this Brian These Kemp. These people are sick. And by the way, uh, Colorado's doing the same thing, but the, he gets none of the scrutiny that uh, the Colorado governor's getting. You know why, right? 
Why? Because he's, he's, he's a Republican. Democrat. Yes. Well, the guy, right, Kemp right. is a Democrat, and right. uh, the guy Polis in Colorado is a Democrat. So anyway, here is Brian Kemp yesterday. Brian Kemp, and right after him, you're going to hear the owner of a Georgia barbershop who appreciates what he did. Brian Kemp and the owner of a Georgia barbershop. I didn't order anybody to open their business. I didn't order anybody to go patronize any business. I simply gave people the opportunity that literally were on the verge, many of them, of losing everything that they got. It wasn't a mandate. It simply gave people the opportunity to reopen. I had no income for the last two months. I own three barbershops. I also cut hair myself. And us being out of work is no money coming in at all. So my question to the people out there, what, sh- what, what should we do? Should we just let, you know, just sit back and just wait for the government to bail us out? Or take advantage of the opportunity that we have and be as safe as possible and still, you know, make as much money as we can and, and you know, just play it safe. Just like the owner of the uh, boutique, the boutique at 72nd in Lexington, Peter Elliott, this guy Elliott Rabin, he reopened and he's like, screw you. I'm opening because I'm dying here and it's my right. Do what you want to me. Nobody did anything to him. People are starting to rebel. Well, if you had a retail store, uh, you don't, so it's easy for you to just say something because you don't. But if you did, would you, would you go open? If I had one? Yeah. I think I would, yeah. You would. I think I would, especially if it was dying. Yeah, I have nothing to lose. What are they going to do? Give me, like like uh, Rabin said, what are they going to do? Arrest me? Give me a $500 fine? We're not going to arrest losing, you. They're going to find you. I'm losing everything as it is. Right. Now, restaurant, they can take away your liquor license, and that would really hurt you in the future. But like a retail store, yeah, well, what are they going to do? I, to you? I might have to, uh, you know, evaluate the risk reward, right. all that stuff. But a retail store, they can't want to do much to you. They'll, they'll shut it down again and maybe give you a fine. They're not going to arrest you. They're not going to put you in prison. Listen, in jail. and plus, if you're exercising all the safety precautions that they right. uh, propose for every other place that's open, why not? And I would get myself a really good defense lawyer, like Danielle, and I would argue that the Constitution allows me to do this. That's right. And, and as we uh, talked about earlier, Bill Barr... The Attorney General of the United States says that he may sue some of these states who are actually infringing upon our constitutional rights. They're, they're taking this way, way, way too far. This is, uh, this is overreach. And Governor Phil Murphy's like, hey, the Constitution is above my pay grade. <laughs> what does that mean? That means he, he didn't consider it whatsoever. He didn't consider about the rights of the liberty that we have here in this country because he doesn't care because they're all petty tyrants. Is what they, this is all about control and power. Uh, let's go to uh, John is in Queens. Good morning to you, John. You're on the Bernie and Sid Show. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for the great job you do for this city. Thank you. Um, I'm, uh, an e- I'm a lawyer. I'm an EMS, uh, EMT, paramedic trained. The nursing homes are notorious for epicenters of virus, uh, viruses that are spread very quickly. Uh, in the fall and in the winter, uh, staph is very common. Respiratory infections are spread very commonly. Uh, we know that when we go in there. We were very careful. I think it's uh, abominable that Howard Zucker, the medical commissioner of New York State, didn't realize what they were doing when they sent these COVID-19 people back into the nursing homes. They were doomed to die. Agreed. Knowing how they're run, knowing how these nursing homes neglect, because they're based on profit. They're not like hospitals. They're based on how much they can get from Medicare, from people's estates. We have a joke among us that when we go into uh, 
a nursing home and there's a cardiac arrest, you go in there, you usually find the person dead. And the nurses say, well, it just happened. And then you feel the patient, they're, they're cold as, as being in the meat, uh, the meat refrigerator. They're, they're, they neglect patients left and right. It's known in the medical industry. Uh, I believe that. And, and uh, by the way, you're giving uh, King Cuomo a pass when you blame his health commissioner. I mean, this guy was running the show. He signed the executive order ordering the hospitals to put these uh, people back overnight uh, with, without any warning into the nursing homes, giving them no time to figure anything out when he could have signed an executive order saying send them to the USNS Comfort, send them to the Javits Center, not to where the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable, most vulnerable people live. He could have done that easily. He did not do that. So you're giving him a pass. Uh, so uh, Howard Zucker and... Governor Andrew Cuomo. Let's go one more. Steve in Massachusetts. Good morning to you, Steve. Yeah, hey, good morning. Hey, great to talk to you guys. Big fan, big fan. Thank you. Hey, I, I wanted to tell you uh, the situation I'm in. Uh, I'm a former New Yorker. I live in Mass. I have a boat in Rhode Island. Nice. By, are you by Providence? Where are you? South of Providence in Wickford. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful little town. Really nice marina, really well-run, well-kept. Anyway, um, the, the great state of, Ryan, of Rhode Island has forbid me from using my boat. Um, they have very specific rules related to marinas. Residents are allowed to use their boat. Non-residents are prohibited. Right. And it's very, very clear. You can't miss it. It's right there. It also says in the Rhode Island law to travel in their state. To recreate is non-essential and therefore prohibited. No, yeah, no, she, they, they, she's a petty tyrant. She's yeah. a Democrat governor of that she, Rhode Island. She, she was trying to keep New Yorkers out of there. Yep. She, she was, was like she put the uh, the kibosh on us. The troopers were out there uh, with checkpoints, New York license yeah. plates, flashlight in your mush. Where the hell are you going? Yeah, like, like like North Korea. Yeah, same thing. Disappointing. Beautiful state. All right, folks. 925 here on your Tuesday morning. Beautiful, sunny day. We've got some gorgeous days coming up. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mid to upper 60s, sunny. So spring finally coming. Friday, of course, being May the 1st. We'll grab some phone calls until uh, Brian Kilmeade comes your way at 10 o'clock. That interesting conversation with Bernie at about 9 a.m. When I uh, kind of threw at him, you think uh, Donald Trump's the greatest president of all time? And Bernie has always gave a bunch of reasons why that may very well be the case, at least in his opinion. But at least he comes from a learned place. Here's George in New Jersey on line four. Sounds like he tends uh, to agree. Good morning, George. Hey, good morning, Sid. Hey, pal. Hey, listen, uh, about, uh, you know, back in uh, 2011 when, uh, when Trump first said he was going to be, uh, go for president, yeah. I was so excited. I thought, you know what? This guy is going to do wonders for this country. And all of a sudden, he backs out. I said, that son of a... I said, he just wanted to, you know, uh, he wanted the advertisement. Yeah, a little so, attention, yeah. Apprentice. Yeah. So anyway, when Bernie was talking about this, I heard him say this a number of times over the last year, you know, about Trump and stuff. And I, I said, wow, that's, that's exactly the way I feel. He's going to go down, Sid, as the most... That's the best president. I, nobody's ever done with this man. Very transformative. He turned the, the ship around. The ship was going one way to the left. He turned it to the right. He turned it to the right way. I mean, he put America front and cent- center. I mean, and, and this pandemic has borne out uh, America first, borders matter, uh, dealing with China, 
being independent from China, all these things. Yeah, but when, when these you were say, instinctual on his part. But when you say, George, he, he's not going to go down as the greatest president, no matter what you say, because too many people hate him. Now, look, Reagan was a Republican, but there were uh, plenty of Democrats that liked him. There was too many people that hate Donald Trump. So when you say he's going to go down as the greatest president, according to who? His supporters, yes, but according to who? He's not because half the country hates his guts. It's not going to happen. That doesn't mean they're right, though. But no, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not and, saying and, they're and, right and, either. And, and let me just tell you this. They hated Ronald Reagan. They despised Ronald. Ronald Reagan was the guy who was, holding, who was causing AIDS. He was dismissing AIDS. He, him and Dr. Fauci, believe it or not, were, were, were stopping uh, the AIDS, the HIV victims, uh, patients from getting these life-saving drugs because they, they wanted a way for them to go through clinical trials. They were, they were killing gay people. Ronald Reagan and Dr. Fauci. People forget all that stuff. They, Ronald Reagan was a racist, he was senile, and he hated gays. They hated his guts. The same thing with Richard Nixon. They hate, they loathed, they despised Richard Nixon. Despised. Abraham Lincoln was, was so hated, he no, never thought he was going to win a second term. Never thought that. I mean, listen, let me just tell you something. And uh, Matt Meany made this uh, point to me. He's reading a book yes. uh, called Manhunt by, uh, uh, by, by Swanson. What's the guy's first name? Uh, what, yeah, whatever. Swanson's and Bill, Bill O'Reilly wrote Killing Lincoln. But uh, Robert De Niro is the modern-day equivalent of John Wilkes Booth, an actor who is obsessed with perpetrating violence on a sitting president. And that's the way these actors are today. Uh, that's the way they all are. They're hateful. And Abraham Lincoln went through it. They, he, was dis, he, was dis, he was so despised. So even though people hate him, doesn't mean that he's not doing great things. Well, no, no, I, I'm not arguing whether he's doing great things or not. I know I, people. I think, I think you need a little bit more of a of a uh, less partisan, I guess, following. You're, you're, if you're gonna go down as a greatest you're president saying, of you're all time. That you need more of a consensus. More that's, people, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I could be wrong. No, no, I, I understand your point, but uh, you're never going to get that because uh, people are distorting. The people who write the history books are the people in academia. They already. Have a bias, and right. See, you, that, that's the other problem. Your kids are going to school. You you know the kids yes. are getting brainwashed and poisoned. I mean, you look at the presidential historians today, and we're friends with some of them. Doris Kearns Goodwin, she hates President Trump. Michael Beschloss, he hates President Trump. These are the presidential historians today. Who's the other one? Oh, John Meacham. He um, also hates uh, President and, Trump. And by the way, I know all three of them. Yeah, I'm friendly so do with I. all three of them. Drank yeah. with one of them. Yeah. And, As did I. <laughs> but John, John Meacham is the absolute worst. Of that guy three. is a yeah. skunk, yeah, punk, like lowlife. Yeah. Let's go one more call here. Joe is in Brooklyn. I think he emailed me a couple of days ago. Nice guy. Joe in Brooklyn, line five. Good morning, Joe. Hello, Joseph. I guess uh, he's gone. No sleep to Brooklyn. Hello, hello, hello. There he is. All right, Joe. What's on your mind, pal? Okay. Uh, I called you guys times, yeah. and I brought it to your attention about where whether the Chinese government did this per, uh, specifically made in a lab? Right. Or they sent it out? Right. Uh, knowing that they could crush Donald Trump this way and get their hundreds of billions of dollars in uh, tariffs back. And also, do you remember when uh, Kim Jong-un said that I have a Christmas present for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think there's many cases in North Korea or South Korea, but I think his Christmas present was, uh, was this virus coming our way. Okay, thank you. Hey, by the way, is Kim Jong-un dead? Fair enough. Uh... Is he dead? No, uh, apparently he's still alive, but uh, not doing well. Uh, nobody knows for sure. But the South Korean government seems to think he's still alive. Something happened. I saw Gordon Chang talking about it. Gordon Chang speculates that it might have been the result of a missile 
test that went awry and he got hurt during it. Other people think it's just that he's a, he's an obese slob right. who chain smokes. Maybe somebody tried to kill him. He had some heart surgery. Who knows? Maybe maybe we have somebody that, I, I mean, I don't know. But, but let's that, get Gordon Chang on tomorrow. I think it's, a, it's very interesting. He's got a, uh, his sister, they're saying that she would be the, the su- successor. So maybe she tried to kill him. Kim yo Un or did, somebody. Did, did People he, are perving on her already. Uh, Kim well, Jong-yo. Did, yeah, did, Kim Jong-yo. Didn't he kill one of his... He killed his brother, his yes. half-brother. Half yes. She is, uh, she is I, I believe, his half-sister from the same father and a different mother. She's hot? Well, people are perfect on it. All right, we got to get Gordon Chang on tomorrow. This is great. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's fun. It could and, be. And what's going to happen? Who's going to take over? Right. Yeah, but apparently uh, he's still alive. Still alive. Based on, uh, but, but nobody really knows for sure. It was like Bin Laden. Remember, we, we, we knew we thought he was alive. We didn't know. And then, of course, they found him in, in Pakistan and killed him, our, our good friend Rob and, O'Neill. But we used to always, is he alive? Is he not alive? Here's the question. If it was, you know, heart surgery... Is the doctor who performed the heart surgery still alive? Oh, that's a good question. No way. <laughs> oh, we're coming right back. Nothing so loud. Hearing when we lie. Truth is not kind. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. You know, the president, he gave another briefing yesterday. And uh, get this ready, Matt, uh, this question. This, this, uh, this attractive airhead from New York Magazine. I mean, this is what it's all about. This is what it's come to. This is why there, there are going to be no more briefings. This is why uh, Sarah Sanders stopped doing what she's doing, because it turned into uh, a spectacle. Instead of information gathering, just grandstanding on the part of the reporters. And this uh, one uh, real ditz. She asked this dumb question, but the president handled it very well. Apparently, he's taking heed. He's listening to his advisors uh, because uh, bickering with these people does him no good, does him no good whatsoever, no matter how right he is. It just does him no good. So listen to this. If an American president loses more Americans over the course of six weeks and died in the entirety of the Vietnam War, does he deserve to be reelected? So... Yeah, we've lost a lot of people. But if you look at what original projections were, 2.2 million, we're probably heading to 60,000. So, uh, no, I think we've done a great job. And one person is too many. And then he, he went on. He gave a real good uh, statesmanlike presidential answer and didn't call her out on her gotcha question whatsoever. But uh, Ari Fleischer, who used to be uh, George Bush 43 spokesperson, Ari Fleischer, no big Trump guy. He's a Bush guy. But he tweeted this. He tweeted, it's clown questions like this that can make the briefing a waste of time. The only point of that question was to provoke, not to learn anything new, not provide information to viewers. The point was to get under Trump's skin. Good to see POTUS, President of the United States, good to see POTUS up, rose above and did not take the bait. So this uh, genius, uh, her name is Olivia Nuzzi. She, she tweets back to Ari Fleischer, O-S-T-F-U. I mean, she actually spelt the words out. Nice. Because, uh, well, Idiot. you know, when you got nothing to say, you got nothing to say. Of course. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, good on uh, uh, Ari Fleischer and the president for finally, because those briefings were starting to annoy me when he was bickering with Jim McCott. I mean, I, please, this is a, this is a pandemic Stop the bickering. Don't call on these people in the first place. But if you do, 
do do what you just did there. Let them ask their embarrassing question and don't take the bait so they can't use it later right. on. Right. And that's perfect. Perfect what he did. Dummy up. Dummy up dare you, huh? John is in South Orange, New Jersey. Good morning, John. John is out. Out the you gotta, house. You got to pay the phone. He's bill. on the way to play golf. Actually, he may be uh, on that. Front, you know, he may be taking his tee shot right up. now. Our our good friend Judy is in Brooklyn. All right, Judy. Good morning to you. <laughs> good morning, guys. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, yesterday, I heard on the news a blanket statement saying that hydroxychloroquine does not work. When I heard that, I was so upset because I felt that's ridiculous. There are so many. Thousands of medical anecdotes supporting hydroxychloroquine that it has worked. And the only one little thing that came out was like 300 patients that they were so, unfortunately, so far gone. Because the truth is, the way to do this is you've got to get it earlier than later. And it does work. How could the news come out saying this? It's just so erroneous. It's more political than medical. Judy, we discussed this uh, ad nauseum, uh, but the truth of the matter is, yeah, that, that veterans uh, study was discounted. It was very small. Yeah, but it's not the only one. And you're right. No, but you, it's not the only one. And the, you're the, right. The, the, there's been other stuff since the VA, 300 people that said it does not work. But it does not work in big numbers. That's the bottom line. But you're still right that they used it in that study late. And, uh, yeah, and, but that, and okay, okay, you got to use it early. But she's not right because there have been other studies that said even mm-hmm. if you use it early, it's not going to work. So Trump meant well, and it did work on a lot of people, had a couple of good studies, but it's been determined over the last week that it does not work in big numbers for everybody. It just no, doesn't. No, 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 no. That's a fact. Uh, everybody knows that. But it yeah. does work on some people. Yes, of course. And, so, and we, we have no uh, uh, drug that cures coronavirus. Correct. So in the absence of any drug that cures it, we will use a drug that cures some people. Of course. Like the uh, black state uh, female Democratic uh, senator from Michigan. No question. But I don't want, like Judy's coming on pretty much saying, it, it doesn't work for everything. It's not just the VA thing. There were other, other tests that said it does not right, but, work. But most of these studies, like the one in France, over 1,000 people, 1, very 000. good success rate. Yeah, 1,000. Very good success rate. Yeah. And that remdesivir and blood plasma, those are the three things. Yes. That may get, and, and then they're now testing something called Pepsid. Yes. Heartburn medication. So you got four things. No, and, no and, there's, there's 60 they're testing right now. 60. Well, four that we know of. No, well, th- well, I mean, four that you, you could take off the top of your head, but they're actually texting 60. Well, they, they're, using, uh, they're using three. They're testing Pepsid. They're right. using, they are using uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yes. They're using it. Yes. And the fact that they talk about these side effects, the side effects, that, that, that part is false. There are some side effects, very minimal. They've been using this drug for 40, 50 years for malaria, for rheumatoid arthritis. Since 1955. And the side effects are very, very minimal. If you have a heart problem, you shouldn't take it. That's it. And you might get a rash. Right. But if you're dying, like a lot of people have been, you know, you feel like you're breathing. I mean, you can't be on a ventilator. You can't be that far gone. Right. But you want to take it, you take it. A lot of people said, hey, it saved my life. I would try so it. So let, let them do it. I would try it. Terry is in Bayside, Queens. Good morning to you, Terry. All right, gentlemen. Let's, let's take this ship into the dock now. The show's almost over. Listen, the president at these press conferences goes at it with the reporters because he's appealing to his base. But the problem with it is that the meat and potato voters in the industrial Midwest aren't going to be swayed by that. They're going to be swayed by his record, and they're going to hold him to it on election day. That's where the election is going to be won in that area of the country. You know, the, the Republican establishment had 
uh, Trump go after the, uh, the Pillsbury Dumpling over in North Korea his first year, wasted his time instead of sending the military down to the border and settling the score. That's how he lost the House of Representatives. And there is some. I believe the president and his family are very uncomfortable with the illegal immigration issue, race quota issue. Those are very big issues in this country to these people in those parts of the country. They want their jobs back. They don't want their country invaded. And they certainly don't want to have a race quota where their kids and they don't get the job simply based on race. All right, that was, yeah. that was mad, Mike, again. Uh, good point, uh, Terry. Once he said Pillsbury, I knew it was mad, Mike. Steve is in to. Beacon, New York. Good morning, Steve. Hey, guys, how you doing today? Good. How could, are you, Steve? Could be a lot worse. Thank you, Steve. Uh, it's a fantastic morning. Listen, uh, the governor in Colorado, besides the fact that he is a Democrat, he also checks other boxes. He's gay, he's got a first spouse, and he has two adopted kids. There is no way, there is no way possible that the media is going to come down on him at all. Even right. though he's doing the exact, well, pretty much uh, almost the exact same thing as Governor Kemp in Georgia. He's still going to be untouchable because, of that. yeah, he's Democrat. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to leave him alone, and they're going to focus on the goober in Georgia, the guy who has a little bit of an accent. Yeah, you can open up the tattoo parlor. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, they're going to go after a guy like that because that's just what the media does. Because the, he's just, he's a deplorable. He's stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. And, and we played the clip earlier. He says, I didn't order anybody to open anything. No. I just gave everybody the option. Which, and a lot of people opted not to open. Which every state should do. Right. Give these people the option. If you're and, so nervous, look, we see the percentages in the New York Post today. It, they are overwhelming, according to the 800 people they sampled, uh, in favor of not going back to work and staying. So give them the option. You don't want to go back to work? You're Lisa Olson. You don't write for the Daily News anymore. Stay home. God bless you. Stay home. But if I want to go right. to work and feed my family, stop telling me in America I can't do it over a disease that doesn't kill people at nearly the rate they want you to believe it does and doesn't kill young people and people in good shape. I mean, there are more people that will die today from obesity and the fact that they, they're out of shape than from the COVID-19 virus. And plus the, what they did to the hospitals, the, the orders from the governors. Uh, to stop elective surgeries. Elective surgeries are very important. They're not just, uh, you know, getting Botox. Right, right. They're very, very important. Uh, chemo, certain chemotherapies, sure, of course. Uh, certain biopsies, uh, skin cancers, yeah. certain breast cancer procedures. They're very, very important things. People are putting them off. Kids are not getting vaccines because the people are afraid to go to the hospitals. A lot of bad we are. ramifications. We're afraid to, to go. I mean, all deaths matter, not just coronavirus deaths. All deaths matter, and they should be considered in this case. Suzanne is in Rhode Island. Good morning to you, Suzanne. Yes, hi. I just wanted to uh, uh, echo the man from Massachusetts who called about his boat, that he can't access his boat. Uh, we have signs on Route 1 in Rhode Island saying, with two uh, state trooper cars parked there, if you don't have Rhode Island plates, you have to pull over, and they check you, and then if uh, you'll be quarantined for 14 days. <laughs> we have local police driving through neighborhoods, seeing if you have a New York plate, Connecticut plate, and they'll come up and knock on your door. And you it's, know, it's frightening. So stupid. stupid. It's, it's really o overreach uh, in a big way. I mentioned it a million times. Terrible. Orwellian. Uh, but uh, the fact of the matter is this. You just talked about it. Uh, isolate the vulnerable. We'll say it again. Ed Nauseam has said it a million times. Isolate the vulnerable. Let the healthy people go back to work. The disease will spread a little bit. It's going to, it's, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. 
But we have to go through it like that. That's we it. have to play it through. Some I mean, people, people have to will, die. People, no, and some, but most people will get sick and get better. That's right. And then we will have what they call herd immunity. Well, you'll build up the antibodies. You'll be immune to it the next time it comes around. You're not going to have the fall. You're going to be fine. More people blocking the disease. They're not, they won't be able to transmit it because they already had it. Right. And they can't get it again, so they block it. And that's how the disease dissipates. That's a natural uh, occurrence. That, in the absence of a vaccine, which we can't wait 18 months for, if, if, if it comes at all, it can't happen. we got to reopen on the Bernie and Sid Show. New York Opinions. New York Attitude. Bernie and Sid in the morning. 77 WABC. Dan Herschel just finished his five-mile run. Says, uh, I'm not getting sick. Of course you're not getting sick because you're in shape. You've heard me say... Obesity, a lot of fat, unhealthy people are getting sick from this. People in our shape are not dying uh, from you this. You know, maybe this will be a wake-up call. People with, uh, and I love the, I, I guess I love the word, comorbidities are the ones who are suffering the most. And maybe they'll realize now that Dr. Nicole Sapphire's book is all about that, which is a healthy lifestyle. I mean, it affects you in a lot of ways, especially in a pandemic. Well, you know, I just saw uh, Clay Travis. He's a sports guy. He's known you and I before. He's a very I know who he is, staunch yeah. Republican, Trump supporter. And uh, about 11,000 people have died in New York City. And according to Clay, and he claims this is a true statistic, only 66 out of 11,000 didn't have a pre-existing condition. I believe that. So do I. So, yeah. like, you know, when, when somebody, 25-year-old guy dies and Jill was still with us and she'll be back, thank God, because she's great. But she would, like, almost take glee because she's trying to prove a point. No, but she's... Uh, no, she, she was trying to prove a point that everybody, back was gonna, then, everybody could die. Back and, then, everybody was ignorant. Now everybody knows. I think people are, are more enlightened. No, they're to, not. I'm telling well, you, man. You got some people who are willfully ignorant. These people in the New York Post, people on my social media, they're like, no, no, you don't know. And they send me a column. About a coach in New Jersey, I go okay. Well, Again, very anecdotal. That's one guy. But the stats say that the it's like ninety six plus percent of people who have died, or even have gotten the virus, but but have died. No, I have died. Let me put it that way. Yeah, uh, have these comorbid comorbidities. I need to get a good night's sleep. Pre-existing ninety six percent. Go with two that. or more eighty eight percent. Two or more pre-existing conditions, yeah. 88%. I now, mean, the, the numbers thing. clearly tell you if you're in shape like me and Bernie, you're not going to well, die. You can be in shape and still enjoy yourself. What do you mean? I right. still like a pop. Yeah, of course. You know, a little uh, something something on the side, roll something up maybe. Yeah, but you're not going to be 300 pounds. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can do that. That can't be all you do. No, 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 no. You got to, like, oh. go work a little bit. I had chocolate cake last night and Briar's ice cream, by and the believe way, me, and a chocolate chip cookie. And it all tastes better and feels better after you work hard. Right. Then you indulge. Then you can still do it. That's a problem with America, not this virus. Get off your ass. Yeah. And uh, take a walk. Do something. Do something before you uh, pick up that uh, pint of ice cream. Yeah. Let's go to Mitch. He's in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning. Um, I had covid it was so bad, I told my wife where I wanted to be buried. And then they gave me the hydroxy. If I tell you that the next day I was up out of bed, the, the day after that I had no fever, 
this week, that was last week. This week, I'm up, I'm out, I feel great. I got tested again. Um, this stuff is worked like a miracle. Saved my life. I really, I, 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 was, I, was, I was dying. I was dying. You cannot believe how this stuff saved my life in, in like two days. Well, God bless, Mitch. Yeah, we really are happy for you. Yes, we are very happy. And uh, another example where that drug, in fact, did work, which President Trump said many, many weeks ago. Uh, for the health of you and your whole family, for just nineteen ninety five. now you spent 35 bucks or more, in essence, two bottles, and the shipping is free. Invite Health is an essential public health provider. The stores are open. Uh, curbside pickup available. The locations at the website, invitehelp.com. Use the promo code WABC or call them, 800-804-0973. That's 800-804-0973 for vitamin D3 drops. Invite Health, your invitation to a healthier life. That'll do it. Hope you enjoyed the Tuesday edition. Coming up tomorrow, another big show here. I want to thank Matt Meany again. Great job. Chad Lopez, amazing job. Dave Labrosi as well. We'll be back again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. from all of us to all of you. Peace! You can depend on us. The trusted voice for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. North America's most powerful radio station. 77 WABC New York.